Hey, what's up? Welcome to the AV Club Podcast. My guest today is professional stand-up comedian Dean Stanfield. Now, Dean has a professional stand-up comedian's name by birth. I mean, this name was given to him, so it was destined to be... Can't you just picture that name on like a marquee somewhere, Dean Stanfield? It's it's a great professional comedian's name. Anyways, Dean is based out of Austin, Texas, but does local shows all the time. San Antonio, Austin, Georgetown, Round Rock, and anywhere out of state in America, and really anywhere in the world. Um, it was cool. I, I got to meet Dean for the first time on the show. Everything we said was super organic, and I mean, like we, we found Common Ground super early in the podcast, which is really dope. And uh, we just hit it off. It was a great conversation. And honestly, I can't wait to have the dude back on. And uh, go check out his shows. And I hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks. This is Whiskey Morning Coffee, bro. I made the Texan blend. That's like their their specialty blend. That's not their primary. It's like okay. their secondary, I guess, blend that they created. Yeah. Um, this Whiskey Morning Coffee right here is the first stuff they created. This is like kind of what put them on the map. It's, it's barrel aged in, in uh, whiskey barrels. Ooh. So it's pretty good. This stuff is Whiskey morning It's money, dude. Shout out to Evan and the boys. I, I Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. Those are my homies, dude. I know them. They actually went to high school with these guys. No shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. So they just started their own. They get their own uh uh beans and everything and yeah. roast them. Oh yeah. Is it from here in Texas? Yeah, dude. It's uh Granberry. Oh. It's like North Texas, like Granberry area. Um Oh, heck yeah, man. That's good duck hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's I big do, over uh, there. I hunt out with uh uh, Red Barn Outfitters, dude. Is who I, I hunt with them. I so I know a guy. His name is Zach. Zach Wall. Zach Wall, dude. He went to the same high school as me. No shit. You yeah. know Zach? Hell yeah. yeah. That's I cool. go. Uh, man, I got some some stories. Some stories about those boys, man. We used to go. Uh, we went hunting. It's probably about four, four or five years ago. Him and Tristan, Tristan Fallon. Yep. Yeah, man. <laughs> I went out with them one time, and uh, my dad wanted. Um, we were looking for a. Uh, wood duck and a buffalo head to like fill out you know the ducks uh, that uh, use the flyway here in Texas and so uh, just looked them up and hollered at them and uh, met them at 4 o'clock in the morning uh, yeah sounds about right fucking cold as shit man met them <laughs> out there and uh, we were like my dad and I were just like driving around we had never got a guide like we'd never used a guide but, oh yeah because uh, we hunt by ourselves in the in the valley uh, in uh, Los Fresnos Okay. And so uh, we were like, man, you know, uh, but we don't know the area and we didn't have a, um, the airboat was going to be a pain in the ass to get it all the way up there. So we're like, oh, we'll just get some local guys, you know, go out with them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I met him. It was like, yeah, like four o'clock in the morning, Tristan fucking falls out. And he's, <laughs> he's already like halfway hung over, halfway drunk. And Zach was like, hey guys, he was being real professional and, uh, you know, getting all this stuff together, which is great. And they are very, very, very professional guys. Um, but it was like 30 minutes in. I was like, dude, can I crack a beer? And he was like, hell yeah. you!" <laughs> and as soon as we said that, we started cracking beers, drinking, waiting for the morning to start. Oh, man, it was great. Those guys are. They're great guys, oh, man. they're great guys, Especially man. with a couple beers in them. They're even better. Oh, man. I don't want to. <laughs> Zach's probably like, you motherfucker. <laughs> Telling people dude, how professional they are. But they're, man, cool, they, were, they were great, man. They didn't. They just sat back and called and um, bullshitted and. That was, yeah, uh, it was a great time. Shout out to uh, Red Barn Outfitters, man. Red Barn, baby, yeah. that's cool. I see Zach. I, obviously, I follow Zach, you know, on IG, and yeah, he's always posting stuff. I didn't know he was a. I knew he was a god, but I didn't know yeah. he was like that into it until man, he started posting are, more. And dude, he's they're out there doing it. Man. Yeah, yeah, they travel a lot. I usually, uh, I send a bunch of people their way, 
and I'll go hunting with him like once or twice. I took some comedians with him last night. Yeah, oh, we met him dude. out there, dude. It was, and there's some there's some crazy dudes, man. Crazy <laughs> dudes. How small world is that, man? That's, That's crazy. crazy. That's awesome, man. That's so awesome. These I'm guys, call Zach, after this, Evan and uh, Evan, Josh, all those guys that that make this coffee, they actually they had an outfitting company in Alaska. Oh shit! Yeah, so Evan, crazy guy, just yeah. kind of like an adventurous guy that'll do whatever kind of he feels. So after high school, he was like, "Live life." Yeah, dude. He was like, after high school, he was like, "Dude, I'm gonna go to Alaska." So he went to college there and. Golly. Got met in like with some in Anchorage or what? I think yeah, yeah. it was either in Anchorage or like right outside Anchorage. But I think yeah. that's where the only I don't know, man. I was thinking about it. I've got a I've got family that lives out there in Anchorage, oh. and uh, I go out there like I went last September. Um, Dang. for like two weeks, man, and yeah. I almost didn't come home. Like yeah. I love Texas more than fucking anybody, but God, that place is beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Wild. There's not that. I mean, there's like fucking almost no people. That's you know? pretty cool. And it's just, you, know, you can drive out there. And I think we, we drove down the Denali Highway for like, I don't know, it must have been like eight hours. Dang. And we didn't see a single person. <laughs> How like, wild is that? There was one car that passed by super quick. But besides that, it was just open. And it was like right in the middle of the beginning of the pandemic, too. Oh, so, nice. You know, there, there, was, there was a lot less people right, at right. that time yeah. traveling. but. Man, I was like, dude, I don't think I've ever like gone eight hours without seeing another human. That's being. yeah, that's a long ass time. That's a long ass time, man. Yeah, man. But these guys, they had that outfitting service up there, and I think I'll have Evan on eventually. He hasn't made his way through here yet, but yeah. he's, he, I think the story goes, he needed work, right? He needed to make some money, yeah. so he was like, I'll just be a guide on a boat, you know, fishing guide, and so. Uh, the captain threw him in there. He was just, you know, taking the fish off the hooks and stuff. And then yeah. I guess his second day, the captain never showed up. Oh, or shit. the or the so the captain is there, and then you have your main guy that tells everybody how to throw the 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 lines, tell okay. them what to do. Yeah, that guy never showed up. Right, not the captain, not the guy okay, driving yeah, the boat. Yeah. So he never showed up. So the captain told Evan, he's like, "Hey, man, you gotta." You got to man the, the crew. Like you have to be in charge of everything. So he said he second learned. Day, second he day. learned everything on the fly. Second day. Heck yeah. And then um, I guess that next summer he started his own company. And so he got boats. He got everything. And he was doing real well out there. And so every summer they go out there for the whole the whole summer. Damn. And so this is the first That's the American summer. dream right there, man. Dude, I, yeah. dude, he's living the dream. Heck he's, yeah, it's man. so cool to see. I'm honestly stoked to be able to partner with them because I've known those boys since high school and since before high school, man. Because, yeah. you know, small town Texas stuff, you just you grow up with the same people and then you. Oh, yeah. So it's cool, man. It's yeah. really it's really cool to see that. But uh, Dean. What's up, dude? What's up, man? What's going on, man? Dude, tell Get these out, people man. what you do. So I'm a uh, stand up comedian. Uh, yeah, you I are. went full time uh, a year, about a year ago. So it was during the pandemic. Uh, you know, I built uh, I built power lines for nine years, and so uh, I, and I started doing stand up comedy about three years ago. Yeah, and uh, just slowly and worked my way up, worked my way up, and uh, you know, I started working for the uh, Romo Room Comedy Club. Yeah, probably about a year ago. Down in Austin. Yeah, down in Austin. Yeah, yep. they're at the Domain and the Brass Tap right now, but they're uh, they're making their way. They have Brett Ernst, uh, Mark Norman. Um, Dude. A lot of good comedians, and they're they're also a, a big uh, supporter of local comedians too. So they got a lot of local shows going every night. They got four or five mics running. They're uh, they're legit. They're getting they're getting closer to be to being a uh, legit comedy club. But um, 
shout out to uh, Pat Bernard and uh, Rob Morris there at the Romo Room. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, I just, I started doing it. I wanted to be a, um, I was always like the funny guy in yeah. high school, you yeah. know? And then, um, you know, moving out, uh, like into the real world, I was like, shit, you know, I got to do something with my life. So I uh, started building power lines and uh, doing stand-up comedy on the side. And then, uh, you know, kind of like those guys, man, I just uh, I wanted to do something that, you know, I could be in control of, you know, right, something right. that I uh, something that I love doing and uh, started doing stand up comedy. And uh, it's been a, it's been a dream, man. It's been a, it's been a blast. It's been a been a lot of fun. Met a lot of cool people. Uh, shoot. What is it? On Saturday, I did a show with uh, Red Band uh, and uh, Tony Hinchcliffe. Wow, man. There was a lot of. Uh, a lot of cool stuff happening in Austin, man. I just got oh, yeah. lucky that it all happened in Austin too. Right. Being able to, uh, what was it? The Kill Tony podcast last Monday, I think was one of the craziest moments in my uh, comedy career so far. So I was sitting in the green room and uh, um, usually there's some pretty cool guests on, on the Kill Tony podcast. Yeah. Do you know the Kill Tony? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. So uh, I was sitting up there and then Alex Jones walks in. Wow. And just fucking sits down and I was like, Jesus. And then Joe Rogan, <laughs> and then Duncan Trussell. Wow. And then uh, um, uh, uh, Tony Hinchcliffe. Tony. And I was just like, just sitting there, just like, what the fuck's going on, That's man? Crazy, it's crazy. Man. Austin comedy, man. It's it's getting outrageous. It's man. getting outrageous, dude. It's the Creek exciting. in the Cave is just. They've got killers every single week. Um, uh, I don't even know the lineup for this week, but I know every every time I come, like Segura and Rogan. Yeah. Uh, we're doing a residency there. Uh, really, Ro it's Rogan and Friends. So yeah. every week Rogan brings somebody new. He brought Whitney Cummins a couple weeks ago. Uh, That's awesome, man. But it's um, it's been a blast, man. So uh, just trying to uh, get my name out there and uh, keep grinding, man. Keep Working the for the rolling. clubs. Yeah, I, I do. Awesome, uh, so I used to work for uh, the Roma Room Comedy Club. Now I work for uh, the Creek in the Cave or at the Creek in the Cave. Yeah. Uh, so I have a uh, I've got a mic there every Wednesday, and then. Um, uh, I've got a show coming up starting on Sundays, which is going to be me and the people, you know, or me and my friends or whatever. That's awesome, uh, man. So, yeah, yeah. That's cool. so cool. Creek in the Cave is a, that's, um, a new club, right? Mm -hmm. It's uh, Well, it's not new. Well, so it's new to the location. Right, right, right. Yeah, because it was from New York. That's right. So thought. it was one of the original, uh, not one of the original. It's been, it, it's been in New York for a long time. And it was kind of uh, revered as like the farm league club mm -hmm. for uh, uh, the seller. Okay. So anytime, uh, yeah, York. the comedy yeah. cell in New York. So uh, comedians would get their start there. Yeah. And then kind of make their way. As soon as they got past there, uh, they started getting looked at by the. Um, That's cool. Uh, by the comedy seller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope that they have that, man. Yeah. How how crazy is that? I can't even believe that all this stuff is happening in Austin. Like, dude, every day something happens, and I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. And this is coming down the pipeline, man. Like just just Rogan moving here. I mean, obviously, it's one of the biggest reasons that uh, everybody else is starting to. Right. But man, there's there's just uh, what was it? It was 120 people bought tickets to an 11 p.m. Uh, late night show on Saturday. <laughs> it was just like, man, before the pandemic, that was unheard of. Yeah. If you got 80 people in a room, it was like, fuck, man, we got a crazy killer show. Now we get 80 people, and we're like, fuck, that's it's been it. a light night, yeah. man. It's like, oh shit, dude, we're spoiling. Damn. We're spoiling. Yeah, that's. Yeah. That's freaking awesome, man. Dude, so building power lines, where were you? You were literally building the power lines, or were you like a lineman and setting them up, or what were you doing? Yeah, so I worked for uh, um, AEP, American Electric Power, okay. for uh, building power lines. So 
everything distribution. Okay. So everything from the substation to your house is what I did. Dang. So, you said you worked on this neighborhood here? Yeah, man. So I worked for the <laughs> city of Georgetown for five years, too. That's cool. And so, yeah. And so actually, uh, I mean, fuck them. I don't work there anymore. But this used to be my hiding spot. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, so I'd go get my work done for the day, and then uh, I'd go find spots. And this was like a dead zone. Yeah. So I don't know if it's still like the. No, uh, it is, dude. If you don't have a Wi-Fi, you can't get any service oh, out you here. You can't get any service. So the, our trucks were GPS. Yeah. And so <laughs> <laughs> it would show you know off the inner loop where you would go over by the uh, dog park. Yeah. So it would say that I'm over there, <laughs> and I'd be fucking crashing in here. I'd get some snacks and shit. Oh, uh, that's uh, hilarious! Fucking sleep the rest of the day. <laughs> That's they already funny, paid bro. me for it. They never caught me, so fuck Dang. them. City of Georgetown, that's what they get. Yep. Bro. Rotten yeah. bastards. <laughs> <laughs> so, good people and so you were doing comedy on the side during that. So yeah, I man. assume local, so, local like here in Georgetown? Uh, no, I did uh, I did a couple here in Georgetown, but I'd have to drive. So I'd get off. Um, I'd get off about uh, 4 o'clock, mm. and I would drive straight into Austin, and then I'd sleep in my car because the mics don't start till about 8 o'clock. Right. Sign-up's about 7.30. And so there was like three or four mics you could hit in a night sometimes. And so, uh, man, I'd stay up till fucking 1 a.m. some nights trying to just get a spot at a club. Yeah. Uh, or at the club or at bars or wherever it was. Um, and then uh, I was doing that five days a week mm. trying to get just stage time and trying to get in front of people. And um, so it was rough, man. It was a it was a rough two years. The first, you know, the first two until I got like adjusted to it. Yeah. Cause man, it truly it was man. It was uh, it was getting all, it was working. You know, starting work at seven, ending work at four, and then driving straight into Austin, and then uh, doing whatever mics I could, um, and then sometimes I'd drive back. Uh, I'd drive back through Georgetown because I actually lived in Florence. Okay. So I'd have to go through Georgetown and then on into Florence. Sometimes I'd just like park at the yard, and then just fucking sleep there. Dang. Yeah. So, the first two years were a grind. And uh, started getting picked up on more shows and more shows. And really, it was just like a hobby at first. Mm -hmm. And I was like, because you don't really know. Yeah. I mean, I still don't know how to do it. Uh, it's a weird, because um, like essentially now I've gone from a nine to five to uh, essentially a nine to five to like like this morning I woke up fucking, uh, I don't even know if I can say that. You talk about weed on this podcast? Sure. Right? Woke up, smoked some weed. And <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my grandma's still alive. So there's, <laughs> there's times that I'm like, I'll uh, I'll be talking and just, like, we're just bullshitting and talking. And then I realized, like, oh, damn, she doesn't know I smoke weed yet. Nah, fuck it. She'll find out. <laughs> uh, so woke up, smoked some weed, and then uh, went to uh, went to the gym, worked out. Yeah. And then came here, did this podcast. After this, I'm going to go uh, go back to the house, mow the lawn. And then uh, going to town and do some stand-up comedy. That's awesome, bro. Like, man, it's a fucking dream, bro. That dream. Like, and I never got my college years either. Yeah. So I was talking about my friend, my friends this weekend. They had a bachelor party this weekend. And uh, they came into Austin to see me do some shows. And we went to the river. Fuck. Dude. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you about that here in a little bit. We'll have to get into that. Um, but uh, I was always like the, not, I was always the kind of party guy. Okay. But I also had work, you know? Yeah. And so I would come in, get my college experience on the weekends. And I come into town, oh, I, I was yeah. the only one that had money because I was the only one that was working. And so I'd bring fucking bottles and we'd go <laughs> fucking, we'd go ham, dude. Yeah. And um, we were talking about it, like, man, I never really got my college years. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, and never, never smoked weed while I was, uh, while I was building power lines and uh, was always real responsible, never did any drugs. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but I mean, I'd love to drink. And, uh, 
yeah, man. So we were talking about this weekend. They're like, dude, you're like enjoying your college years. Like this is essentially yeah. like, you know, I wor- started working when I was yeah. 18. So 18 to 26, you know, I didn't, I mean, I, I mean, I had, I had, I had a good time, but I was always like real responsible. Like, you right. know, if they were like, dude, we're taking off to the river, like Monday through Thursday. I'm like, Hey man, you know, I can't get, you know, got work. And so now I'm like, Hey man, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's, That's let's go. so That's cool, man. Fun, man. Let's go. That's fun. That freedom is what, man, it's what, like, so this is like, I'm not even on the scale of you yet, but like, I'm yeah. getting there. Yeah. Getting there. And like the little freedom I have with this is like, dude, I, I totally kind of understand, but I, I yeah. see it. I see that light and I'm like, dude, that's what I'm going for. Bro. That's what I'm going like, for. Do it, man. Do it, man. I don't know how much time we got left. <laughs> right. That's the whole, that's, that's, that's it, the man. whole thing, man. Do what you love, man. Like, I, I mean, I love building power lines. It's a lot of fun. Uh, there's a lot of assholes. Yeah. You know, and, uh, it's just people not doing what they're supposed to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like it's a very, like, a hippie thing to say. If my grandpa heard it, he'd probably fucking <laughs> knock me on the back of the head. But, uh, no, nah, man, there is something about just, you know, doing what you're supposed to do and uh, the the freedom that comes with it. You yeah. Know? Like, it's it's stressful, you know? Like, there's there's times I wake up and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Dude, yeah. Did you just smoke weed and go to the gym? Like, you <laughs> fucking degenerate. Um, but, man, it is. It's, it's, it's like, I view it as... My work week starts. My work day starts at like eight o'clock. Yeah, that's so what you told me. Yep. Yeah, like everything I do before that is, I mean, is on me. It's my time. You know, yeah. if I want to sleep, I'll sleep. Um, if I want to go uh, do something productive, I'll do something productive. But I try to save all my brain power and um, you know, like responsibility for you know eight to eight to midnight. Yeah, like that's that's really my work day. Yeah, bro. That's so. when you gotta. That's when you gotta bring the heat. So it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So what's so whenever you were first getting into stand up, how how was that process? Like, did you obviously nobody knows how to write jokes. There's not a rule book. There's not a there's not a class you could take. Like, how how did that process go for you learning how to find what your stand up style was and all that? Man, how to just, write? It's just it's just fucking up. It's yeah. just messing up. Mm-hmm. Like I get people tell me all the time uh, like, uh, hey, man, how do I get started or how do I write or, you know, what do I do? Man, it's just. Figure out your own style. Pick somebody that you want to like, that you want to emulate. Mm-hmm. You know, for the for the very very beginning. But after that, man, you need to figure out your own style. Like audiences can, audiences can tell when you're authentic. Yeah. Like there's a lot of comedians that I don't necessarily think are funny. Right. But they're authentic. Yeah. And so that like Joey Diaz is a fucking murderer. Yeah. It's crazy. He's one of the funniest dudes alive. But have you seen him live? Yes, dude. We Crazy, saw him in right? Houston. Oh, it's insanity, dude. It's yeah. insanity. And you can just feel like the authenticity about <laughs> him. You know, like he um but there's other there's other people. He's not a good example because I I think he would be funny either way, but he's just telling stories. Yeah. Like literally just telling stories that if you you or I tried to tell, they would be they'd be nothing. Yeah. Nobody can copy mm-hmm. his style because it's Joey Diaz, exactly. You know? And so I tried to uh I tried to be like a whole bunch of different comedians when I first started out. I was like, uh, oh, I want to be like a Rodney Carrington, mm. you know, or I want to be like a Theo Vaughn, <laughs> or I want to be, you know, just like going through all these heads, like, you know, or like a, uh, a Joe Rogan, you know? Right, right. And uh, <clears throat> and you'll get by for a little while, but if you're not being like, if you're not, in my opinion, if you're not being like 100% authentic, you know, like you're, if you're not telling your jokes or you're not telling stuff that you wrote in the way that you would write it, mm-hmm. It's not going to work. Yeah, I like, agree, man. Yeah, it's and so many people try to like, you know, try to like copy or or uh or get even get worried about stealing jokes, man. 
Like there was, I was in a conversation with a comedian the other week because I've been posting a lot of uh, all my stand up on uh, Instagram. Yeah. And so uh, there used to be like a bad staple about that because comedians would be like, uh, hey man, so uh, like what if somebody steals your stuff, you know? And I was like, if they can steal my joke and make it better, then they, they fucking. They can have it. They can have it. Yeah, it's not worth it, you know? Yeah. Like if I, I want to tell a joke so like Dean Stanfield that. Nobody can take it. Yeah, you know, like that should that should be your goal. You know, and and well, we know we're only like three, four years in. So right now, technically, I still have like four, four to six years until I'm even right, like close to making it. Right. You know? yeah, so yeah. like I look back at the jokes that I wrote and posted a year or two, a year or two ago, and uh, and they're just like atrocious. Makes man. you cringe, right, like, dude? I, yeah. I was like three weeks ago, I was scrolling back. Somebody liked a video, like an old stand up I had. And uh, I went all the way back, and I watched it for like thirty minutes, and I was like, "Ah, I can't believe that's out there." Yeah, but it makes you like, man, it's like it shows how far you know how far I've come, right? But, uh, or how far you. That's why I keep it on there because I was like yeah. close to deleting it because mm-hmm. I was like, I pray to God no one else sees this, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's I, so I get it, man. Bad. Do you do you watch your stand up? Do you like record your sets and watch them? Yeah, it is the worst. I, I think do. it's the worst mm. part of of doing. Like even I had a the 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 posts that I've been releasing. Yeah, was from uh, when I opened up for uh, Whitney Cummings. Oh, that's so cool. But so yeah. yeah, it was it was a uh, it was a stressful fucking set. Uh, <laughs> I think it was probably one of the worst. I don't know. About, yeah, let's 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 talk about it. so. I was golfing, right? Mm. It was about nine o'clock in the morning. And right. like I said, I, I do with the day what I want to, right? Yeah. So I don't really have a schedule. Like I'll do stuff like podcasts or mm-hmm. a, a blast to do. But um, I went golfing with the boys. It was nine o'clock and it rained. So I was like, okay, so it's my, my shows, my shows at eight. So if I, like, even if I have a few beers, like I'll sober up before the show. Right. You know? Like I, I don't perform high. I don't perform, perform drunk. Uh, like I'm, I'm stone cold sober when I go on stage. Right. So, um, but I was like, that's nine o'clock in the morning. It's early enough, you know, hit off with tea time, started drinking a little bit and then it started raining. And so we headed back to the clubhouse and the guy was like fucking giving away free beer. Oh geez. And so we started drinking, <laughs> drinking. And then, uh, it cleared up about one o'clock and the guy was like, uh, Hey man, Hey, if y'all want to go back out and finish out your 18, go ahead. So we we're like, shit. So we started over. Oh geez. And then I just, at that point, I'd forgot. So we were just slamming beers, slamming <laughs> beers, driving around the golf course, all drunk. And uh, it's like uh, it's like 5 o'clock, and we get back. So, it's like, it, you know, 18 rounds of golf takes three or four hours. It does, yeah. And so, especially when you're drunk and messing around. And so I think I caught a duck at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show one of those pictures. I don't know if you can put it on there. <laughs> so I caught this duck. And um, so we were uh, so we were messing around, and I realized I was like, we get back to the we back to the cars. My show's at eight o'clock. Yeah, and I'm like hammered, and so it's it's six o'clock. We're by the trucks, and uh, they were like, we're gonna go out to Pluckers or Hooters or something. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, I got a show in like four or five hours, so I'm gonna go, you know, go ahead and get ready for that. And I look, and I'm like, shit, I got a show in two hours. <laughs> Fuck. So I drive up to the club, and luckily Rogan was performing that night right before us, and so he went on for like 45 extra minutes. Oh, okay, cool. So it gave us a little more time, but I was sitting there like, you fucking. You know, like you, you, you know, call yourself a professional. Now you're getting drunk oh. and hammered, and you know you're gonna go on stage and what? Just like, hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> Fucking douchebag, dude. It's almost. I feel like people almost expect that. Like, 
Oh, they do for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And especially with this haircut. Right. I like the way that I am naturally. Like I love hanging out and drinking, but if you pay tickets for a show. Oh yeah. Like let me do my thing and then we'll get fucked up. Yeah. You know, like yeah, let's, I agree. Let's, let's still drink, let's still have fun. But like and and drunk crowds are the worst, man. Like I was doing a show a couple weeks ago. It was uh at the Romo room. And uh people were so freaking hammered that I walked on there and I was just like I was telling my jokes and they were laughing. Everybody's having a good time. And I picked one guy, and I was like, "Dude, I bet I can I can say anything and make you laugh." Like moose, and the dude was laughing. I was like, "Dude, y'all 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 are y'all are drunk, man!" Like we're we're, we're having a good time. And we started doing drinking games, and like once a crowd's that drunk, there's no there's no point. There's no point, man. Yeah, like everybody's messed up. Nobody's really thinking. That's why the the mics like passed or the shows passed like midnight. It's like, why are we doing this? Right, you know, let's let's, let's all be friends. It feels like I'm just drunk in the garage talking to my friends. Yeah, you know? so. This episode of the AV Club podcast is brought to you by no other coffee brand than Whiskey Morning Coffee. Now, I told you guys I had a sponsor, and if you didn't guess that it was Whiskey Morning Coffee, you're an idiot, okay? Whiskey Morning Coffee is the best coffee on the market. Uh, Four buddies, four lifelong buddies made this company just because they were tired of the same old piece of crap coffee they were drinking every morning. Um, They wanted something custom. They wanted something that they liked, and you know, honestly that everybody likes. And um, I have never heard any bad reviews about this coffee. As a matter of fact, I can guarantee you that I won't be making any other brand of coffee probably ever again. This is uh, this is my go-to stuff. Now they have a couple blends. They have this whiskey morning coffee, which is aged and fire roasted in, in Granberry or Toller, Texas. Um, it's This is amazing stuff. This is what I'm drinking right now. They also have a Texian army blend, which is another specialty coffee that they make, which is my personal favorite. They have espresso. And then they have just generic coffee. And I can't I can't rave about this stuff enough. I would never, never, ever uh, recommend a coffee or anything that I don't personally use or personally believe in, like I do with these boys right here, Evan and, and, the, and the gang. They hooked me up. I got to go check out their facility, see where the coffee was made, and all the behind the scenes, and it was amazing. I can't, I cannot rave about this stuff enough. Go pick up a bag of Whiskey Morning Coffee on their website, or if you're in the Granberry, Texas area, or the Fort Worth, Texas area, or anywhere in the North Texas area, just try to find it in a store, because it's probably in the stores. So go to www.whiskeymorningcoffee.com to get a batch of this coffee. Like I said, it's barrel-aged with local Texas distillers barrels, so it's got that whiskey taste and then they fire roast it for like eight hours or something like that. I mean, it's something crazy. The process is crazy. They do it all by hand, and I've seen them do it by hand. It's so cool. They've built like their whole facility, and everything you see is is made by like a local small business. So with that being said, follow them on their Instagram and their socials at Whiskey Morning Coffee, and then visit their website, www whiskeymorningcoffee.com go grab yourself a batch of this amazing joe right here get you some back to the episode but uh where are we going with that i don't know bro i think i had asked um shit i don't know <laughs> that's a cool conversation yeah, podcast man we're just talking that's why i don't like to have a format bro yeah. i don't want to like specifically talk about one thing it's yeah we started this off with duck hunting and now we're in you know stand-up comedy getting stand-up drunk. comedy yeah um no nah, but uh um yeah, I don't know. We're talking about the shows. Oh, the Whitney Cummins show. So mm, check this yeah, out. Check this yeah, out. Yeah. And uh, so I've opened for some for some decent people, right? Yeah. So at this point, I'm I'm not. I'm finally getting over the like nervousness of opening up for somebody, right? 
So 20 minutes before I go on stage. Now I'm I'm I was just you know chugging water, chugging water. I took a couple Advil, chugging water, chugging water, and uh, I start sobering up. And I'm like, all right, I'll be cool. I'll be good. Like you know, you close to being unprofessional, but you know you got it figured out. And then uh, uh, the the Booker comes in and goes, hey, uh, since Rogan went late, Whitney Cummins people are you know like are are tired, so she wants to go on first. And so she's going to do 20 minutes up top. So now I went from opening for her to going right after to closing. Her. Oh my gosh! So she uh, so they just flipped the lineup. So it was Whitney Cummins. It was supposed to be a uh, um, uh, two comedians, uh, Spencer Cavins, uh, and then uh, me, and then Whitney Cummins. Yeah. And now it's Whitney Cummins, me, Spencer Cavins, and then the rest of the people afterwards. And so, uh, so I was like 20 minutes before I go on stage, I find out that I'm not opening for Whitney Cummins. Yeah. I'm following her. Yeah. So I was like, fuck. That's crazy. It's a completely different set. So yeah. So like, I'm gonna. I know a little bit about. I listen to a ton of podcasts. I'm really yeah. into the stand up world. So like. For people out there that don't understand, like when you open for a comedian, it's not easier, but you're getting the crowd warmed up essentially for them, right? So it's like you're getting the crowd ready to laugh, you're getting them energized and stuff, so that the, the comedian who has like the bigger name, quote unquote, is is prepared and has a good crowd to work with. Yeah. So whenever you flip that and the bigger comedian goes first, it kind of shocks the crowd and they're like, Oh my gosh, this big star is like ahead of me. Yeah. And then whenever you you go from this big star where it's almost like, like, just shock of the person rather than like the jokes themselves. Even yeah. though she's hilarious, oh it's no, like, it wasn't even that. Like, dude, she is a killer. She, she, dude, her standup is so good, bro. She was bringing people on stage and and having them make out. And <laughs> dude, I was sitting in the green room like, the fuck is she doing? That's crazy. <laughs> I'm so fucked. Yeah, I'm so fucked. I can't bring that kind of energy. Oh my god, she was just she was just doing her shit. And uh, she had, what was it two weeks ago? She brought somebody on stage and had him grab her tits. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's that's fucking... crazy. You can't. You literally can't top that one. You can't top it. I was like, the <laughs> fuck am I gonna do? And so I was just like, I was yeah, I was like sitting in the green room, and there's like the green room, and then we have what? Uh, um, there's like a, a middle ground space. It's like this yeah. creepy closet deal that like leads you to go on stage. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's they're separated and. Uh, I was sitting there in that we call it like the hot box. So you're like sitting there before you're set just in case the other comedian dips early. Like you sit there before you go on stage and I'll call your name and then you, you know, run through the curtains. And I was sitting back there just like listening to like the mayhem that's going outside. And these oh, people geez. like everybody paid tickets to see her. Right. And then they got to see her like the first opening person. So right. after her, everybody's just like sitting there just like, whoa, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. And they're like, and now coming to the stage, yeah. somebody you don't know. Right. That's so the, like, why would they stay? That's you know? wild. Yeah, exactly. And that's so you got to go out there and just like grab their attention and, uh, and hope you, hope you grab them. How'd you do that set? Oh, that was, a, oh, it was amazing. Like, oh, y'all, oh, it, it, it yeah. was fucking, it went, it was probably one of the best sets I've done in a long time. Uh, just the stress that was behind it. And sometimes, I mean, that's how it goes. Like, uh, like she brought the room all the way up to here. Yeah. And so my job, like obviously I can't I mean, I probably could. I'm not the caliber comedian enough to go higher with yeah. that. But if I can just manage to keep them on the same plane, then that that's a complete win for me. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Hundred percent. And uh, and they just saw what a professional looks like. Yeah. You know? And I'm still like trying to be a professional, right. you know? So um yeah, she's a seasoned vet, bro. She's oh, a, yeah. Well, she's been doing it eleven years. Yeah, and she's 11, been on twelve like, years. She's one of the best writers I think I've ever like 
heard of you know like she's oh she yeah right for the comedy comedy central like roasts she does yes. a lot of, like tv shows uh she's that amazing. and um yeah i think tina fey is probably one of the best female writers uh that's that's out there yeah and she thinks that whitney cummins is one of the best that's like, crazy yeah she's yeah she's yeah tina fey's actually on next week no, I'm just oh, kidding. Oh, shit. I was like, hell yeah, dude. Because <laughs> yeah, he's parking outside like a fanboy. <laughs> like, what the hell is that? Is it 2006 Ford Escape? I had to park. <laughs> I had to park. Is there whiskey in this, man? No. Uh, I had to park my... Uh, I, went, I did a show at the Hilton. They yeah. asked me to come out and do a show. And uh, I showed up, and I had to valet park. Right? Mm-hmm. So I... Uh, I got rid of my truck and I bought a 2006 Ford Escape, right? So I can just run the wheels off. Right. Because I'm traveling. Like, I'm going to San Antonio every other weekend, Dallas. Um, and I was just running up the miles on my on my Tundra. And it's not great on gas mileage, right? So no. I traded it in and I got this shitty 2006 Ford Escape, right? Yeah. And uh, I pulled up and uh, I gave the, 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 the valet guy came up and I was like, hey, man, uh, you know, I'm just here for the comedy show. I'm the headliner tonight. And he was like, cool, we'll go ahead and park it for you. And I was like, nah, you better let me do this. Man. <laughs> and he was like, no, it's actually valet parking only. We only allow our valets up there. And I was like, fuck. All right, we'll hop in because I'm going to have to show you how this fucking thing works. You know? <laughs> like, I was like, dude, I, 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 was like, I was like looking around and I was like, fuck, it's a mess. You know, like I don't want somebody else driving. There. I got guns everywhere. You know? like, fucking, <laughs> I was like, don't open the center console. It'll freak your fucking hippie Austinite, you know. Uh, that's cool self bro. out but uh you done any it was, uh, it, was, it was strange man it was really strange what's one of the weirdest shows you've been asked to do dude i did a laundry mat <laughs> oh wow it's like three weeks i've actually got pictures of that too uh there's a, uh I, I so I, I i the same night it was the first time i did the hilton uh this guy called me um um uh man the name's escaping me but he's a, he's a he's a uh, cool booker in Austin right now, mm-hmm. but he does these like one-off shows. And so he was doing this pool party show and he was like, Hey man, you want to come out of this pool party? And I got like pool party vibes, you know? So yeah. I was like, hell yeah, man, I'll go out there. <laughs> and, uh, it, it ended up raining. And so, uh, they moved, it was at a, it was at a, um, uh, not a very nice, uh, apartment complex. Right. Okay. Yeah. But the pool was really cool. So that's why he picked it. Like it was a nice pool. It had like a stage area and, hey. They were going to hook it up out there. Well, when it didn't go, when it started raining, they just moved it into the closest building, which happened to be the laundromat for the mm. apartment complex. <laughs> and so, like, I show up, and it's raining. And, like, he gave me the address. And and when he said pool party, I'd assumed it was, like, somebody's house, you mm-hmm. know? And we get a lot of weird shows, like a lot of private gigs. That's really how we stay alive. Yeah. Like, the clubs, the clubs uh, are a good way to become successful, but they don't really pay you that much. Like, you get, like, 15, 20 bucks a set. Yeah. That's and what so, I figured. Yeah. So to like supplement that, we do all these crazy one-off shows, and uh, a lot of comedians. Uh, if anybody's ever interested in like, if you go to a comedy show and see a comedian, a lot of people don't know. But I mean, like, if you just come up, if you have a birthday party or something, like they'll come out, drive wherever. Like I, I went to San Antonio a couple weeks ago for a private gig. Um, but anyway, so I so I show up and uh, I looked at it. Like I was I was looking around. Like this place looks sketchy as fuck. Yeah. I was like, oh, I must have got the wrong address. And so uh, I look in there. And I don't even like see a pool on the map, and so I text the guy. <laughs> I text the guy, and I was like, uh, I was like, hey man, um, uh, you know, like I'm I'm here. It's like an hour before the show. Uh, I was like, but I think I got the wrong address. I'm at some like shitty uh, uh, apartment complex, 
And he was like, nope, you're here. And I was like, oh, okay, JK, bro. <laughs> and so uh, I like hop out, I run around, and I'm like running around trying to find this place, and it's pouring rain. And um, and so uh, the, the show actually had started earlier. And so uh, I thought I was like an hour early, yeah. but they, a few of the comedians didn't show up because of the rain, and uh, they started it inside early. And so like I walk up, and like there's people that are just like packed inside this laundromat. And so um, uh, I roll up and I like like open the door and they're like, oh, actually he's already here. Anyway, give it up for Dean Stanfield. Oh, and I was geez. like, what the right fuck? away. So I just like walk straight and I'm still like, is this a laundry mat? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, uh, I perform and it was like the week after I did Whitney Cummins. Oh wow. And so uh, uh, I just made a whole you know bit out of it. Yeah. Where I was just like talking to people and I was like, I performed for Whitney Cummins last week. If anybody <laughs> asks how stand up comedy is going, I'm performing in a laundry mat yeah. right now. Like, does anybody need me to change their clothes over? And I opened it up and there was somebody's clothes in there. Oh. And I was like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and I put them in the dryer for them. Fucking <laughs> 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 closed it up. Oh, it was cra- a crackhead came in. Oh, Jesus, dude. I forgot about that guy. So this crackhead came in and, uh, he was obviously like a homeless person who was trying to get out of the rain. And yeah. He just saw something happening. Yeah. And so he came in and he was like disrupting the show. And the guy that was running it, they didn't have like security or anything. So nobody like oh, asked geez. him to leave. Yeah. And so I was sitting there and, and uh, I was doing my bits, uh, you know, crowd working with people, having fun. And this dude kept just like, like, Marr. Arr. Oh yeah, like just, just making this sound. Just like the crackhead, like yeah. call, yeah, like yeah, the just crackhead call. call, yeah, like he's, like he's calling the other crackheads. So <laughs> like, oh, they're in here. And so I was like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like, what, what's what's going on over there? And he just like made like inaudible sounds for a while, <laughs> and then he stood up and he was like, you know, like shirts, like you know, like shredded apart. Yeah, and he was fucking ripped. Oh shit, dude was fucking yoked. And so uh, I was like, God damn, dude. Like, you're the fucking, you're the most, like, and I thought about it. I was like, why are crackheads ripped? Like, if you see some crackheads, yeah. it looks like, it looks like, what did I say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said it looks like uh, you smoke crack to do push-ups. <laughs> like, that's the only reason. <laughs> like, he's just like, oh, I got to do more push-ups, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, bro. You ever seen those videos on online of, like, yeah. crackheads, like, lifting cars up or, like, Throwing Bro, people. Maybe we got it fucked up. I know, dude. What maybe the? they just smoke too much crack. Maybe just a little there's crack. Like a fu- is- there's a line. <laughs> they just cross the line sometimes. It's called cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's gold. Right. <laughs> oh, this is fun, man. This is a great time, dude. dude. I love this, man. That's awesome, bro. So Yeah, so that was probably the weirdest. Yeah. And like I said, after that, I drove to the Hilton mm. where I did a show where I valet parked my car. Yeah. Like, I was driving home. I called a buddy of mine. I think it all ended at, like, 1130, maybe, at the Hilton. Yeah. And uh, I just got my car unvalet parked, and the dude, like, rolled down. And, uh, uh, yeah, like, rolled down out of the parking lot and then, like, gave me my keys and, like, got out and was like, Ugh. <laughs> I was like, even the valet parking guy was, like, trying to get the, the, the fucking poorness off of him. The poor off. The poor <laughs> off. We, um, uh... Yeah, and then so I was calling my buddy, and he was like, "Hey, man, so how how are things going?" I was like, "I wish you'd have called me last week." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> things were doing a little better back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, that's wild, bro. But it's a blast, man. It's crazy. Um, I went to. Uh, um, we're trying to. We're so really outside of Austin or outside of the state of Texas. Uh, comedy is just now starting to like flourish, mm-hmm. and so there's really no need to leave. Like I was gonna start traveling. I was about to ask you that, yeah. 
But, I mean, so far, between San Antonio, Dallas, and Austin, it keeps, for now, it's keeping me uh it's keeping me busy, man. That's good, bro. So I'm I'm planning on doing a trip to uh, doing a two weeks in New York. Um, I've got some shows booked out there. I'm I'm in Vegas in August, um, New yeah. Orleans in July. Yeah. So well, I'm picking like once a month. I'm going somewhere. That's smart. That's smart. Yeah. What is that? The is it? Will this be the first time you be traveling out of state to do stand up? Or you done that before? No, I've done it a few times before where I like, but it was always like one off shows. Yeah. Where I like, I would I would meet somebody or they somebody would see me here. And they'd be like, oh, you know, you should come to New York or you yeah. should come to uh, New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans, I've probably done the most. Uh, I fucking love New Orleans, man. Yeah. Oh. Never been, bro. Oh, you gotta go, it? dude. You gotta go. It's uh, it's magical, man. Like, it's still, there's places that you'll you'll drive uh, or you just walk around. It's like really nice houses. And then you take a, sh- turn down a street and it's the 1800s. And Jeez. then you turn down a street and it's the 1700s. And then you turn back and it's, uh, you know, then you gotta crackhead fighting a pit bull over an oreo you know like it's the place is insanity um but it's just got so much culture and and uh and and feel to it like yeah there's so many like stone mansions oh, that wow. are next to just like some of sometimes they're next to like cardboard shacks yeah like shotgun sheds like people that just like right, threw crap right. together um but the uh but the general like like vibe of new orleans is is a blast man yeah you know just walk around with alcohol. That's wild, bro. People are people are super friendly. As long as you're friendly, people are super friendly. Crowd just man, there's nothing. I bet there's no more uh, exciting like uh, uh, party than being in a jazz. So I opened up for a. This is probably one of the first shows that I did that was probably memorable. Because I went to New Orleans for the weekend. I did one show, and then somebody at that show. Uh, uh, saw me and was like, "Hey man, if you ever want to come, you know, come out to the uh, Bourbon Street, uh, we do these shows." And so, um, there's not like a whole lot of comedy shows, but between the jazz uh, sets or between the um, the acts, they'll uh, like comedians usually will go up and like talk to the crowd while the other band's getting warmed up. Yeah. And so uh, one of them asked me to come out, and it was a, it was a lady. And I was like, sure, you know, like, oh, that sounds great, you know, hell yeah, you know, you're getting booked on some of your yeah. first gigs, uh, and uh, they're like, it doesn't pay, but we'll give you some booze, and I was like, cool, yeah, sounds good to me. And so uh, I went out, and it was an all female jazz quartet, and they destroyed the room. Like oh, I was wow. sitting out there, like behind the curtains, ready to go up, and uh, I went up there like two songs before they finished. And they're having like tambourine battles and Dang. fucking just people are just like losing their minds. Yeah. And then uh, they finish up with uh, Katy Perry's uh, Eye of the Tiger. The You know, I got the eye of yeah. the... Dude, fucking all female um, brass jazz jazz quartet. Yeah. So they got like, you know, trumpets and tubas. Wow. And, and That's they're just awesome. fucking getting it. And then uh, they're like, uh, oh, and then, you know, middle act Dean Stanfield. And I come out and I'm just like, what the fuck can I say? <laughs> you know, like that, that's the like, and I'm an energy comedian. Like I'm, I'm yeah. I, I bring a lot of like uh, uh, high energy to my set. And I was like, there's nothing I can do. I was just standing up there like, guys, I, what the fuck was that? Does anybody <laughs> I mean, I'm so confused. I'm horny. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, and uh just trying to talk to him and it ended up being like a decent set, but it was just the entire time just talking about the yeah. craziness that we all just went through, you know? Yeah. 
Dang, bro. That's so, so freaking cool. Yeah. I'm excited for you, bro, to like to get it to be able to go to these different states and have these new experiences in other states. That'd be dope. Hell yeah, man. Like so that's what I'm looking forward to this year. I want to do one uh one different like location a month. That's so I want to go in Austin three weeks and then one of the weeks I want to go, you know, like I'm gonna go do New York, I'm going to Alaska. Um <clears throat> And I just try to like slowly get my name out there. How's the comedy scene in Alaska? So I went in September, and uh, it was during the pandemic. But there's uh, there's two comedy clubs out there. Um, wow. They got a lot of uh, they got a lot of private gigs, is what okay. they say. So you oh, go yeah, to the yeah. comedy clubs, and then the local um, uh, hunting lodges will like uh, hire you oh. for the weekend. Okay. So the guys go out and they come back, and then you perform at night. So that's dope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm looking really forward cool. to it. Figuring out, I'd love to figure out how to do. Uh, cause I got a lot of family up there, so I'd love to figure out how to get like consistent gigs in Alaska. Yeah. Cause it's only like $300 for the plane flight. Oh, that's not bad at all. From Austin to, to, to Alaska. And so, uh, I'd like to try to figure out how to do like maybe, you know, once every other month. Yeah. Go up there. How many, how many gigs would you say you're doing like a month? Like total, like, uh, so let's see. Maybe a week. Would, would a week be better? Yeah. So usually I'm booked uh, five. I do five shows a week. Okay. So for the past four months, um, I've done about five shows a week. And then uh, some I'll, I'll do a lot. Of, I do a lot of one-offs. Mm-hmm. So usually like the week of, I book my month out. And then um, I don't book. If uh, if anybody asks, like, uh, like say uh, two weeks from now, um, I book a Tuesday, right? And then... Uh, the next day somebody's like, hey, I have a show at like 10 o'clock that Tuesday. And the other one was at 8 o'clock. I'll be like, nah, like I'm, I'm going to wait. Yeah. So And then the week of, if something like pops up, I'll be like, okay, now if I have, because uh, um, all the time, Tony Hinchcliffe, Brian Redband, like, they'll just be like, hey, tomorrow uh, I've got a show at the Vulcan. Do you want to hop on? Yeah. And then it's like, fuck, you know, do I say, of, okay, do I say smart. yes to this or do I say no to the people that I've already told, you know, yeah. Do I drop those shows? And so now I just uh, I that's try to smart. keep yeah, play the game, yeah, play the see game, what comes. yeah, yeah that's see cool. what comes. Because it's a weird transition. Because I know a lot of comedians. If you say no to like, it, obviously, if Brian Redman or Tony Hinchcliffe or Joe Rogan say, "Hey, do you want to hop on a show?" You fucking say yes. Yeah, you know. Right. And so there's this new like weird. Um, and like I book a show in Georgetown, mm-hmm. and so I know what it's like. Uh, Red Band fucking has screwed me so many times. Yeah, <laughs> like by offering other comedians spots. Like he, literally, I, like we've had some lineups, and uh, they've been like killer lineups, like out of town comedians, people that you'd have to you know pay thirty bucks to see. Yeah, we book them like two months in advance, and then the night the night before, Brian Redband picks them up and just like in casual conversations, like, "Hey, you want to do my show tomorrow?" And of course they're gonna say yes. Right. You know? Yeah. And so uh, it happened to us a couple weeks ago where it was like, so our show's on Thursday, and um, it was like 10 o'clock on Thursday morning. Uh, four comedians texted me like, hey, uh, hey, Brian Redband just asked me to be on the Death Squad show. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, we don't have a show tonight. Right. And so now I'm calling around trying to you know pull in favors and see who's available. And luckily enough, there was four of my uh, pretty good friends pre-pandemic that weren't booked on anything right. that Thursday. So. I was like, thank God, but it's just been a insane uh, back and forth between the comedy clubs and trying to figure out how to, you know, yeah, get things going. So you said you you're a booker for a club here. Mm-hmm. This is not a club; it's just a one-off show. Uh, 
basically it's just I you know I travel for comedy and right. I'm in the I'm in the comedy scene, and so uh, most people in the in the rural areas like they'd have to drive all the way into Austin, park in the crazy you yeah. know six street oh, yeah. traffic, uh, the parking's terrible out there just to get you know like an hour show, you know like most of them won't do it yeah, and so what I do is I uh, you know I I meet all these comedians and I think they're fucking hilarious. And so, um, I'll be like, Hey man, do you want to come do a show with me in Georgetown? And so, uh, you know, book them. You usually, usually book like a month or two in advance. Spencer Cavins also, uh, <laughs> books with that place. He helps me out a lot uh, or helps me out a lot. He does. I say that shit. I started, I start, so I started the show and, uh, immediately, like it was like a weekend. I was like, fuck, I'm going to suck at this. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> not my vein, man. Like I'm good at talking to people. Uh, but like all the logistics, all the behind the scenes stuff, yeah. like I'm fucking terrible Not at anything. Yeah. I feel like that. I'm a good host. Um, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm decent at stand up comedy, but, uh, like the organizational, like me, it's before when I was running it, it was just like calling my friends. Right. And I was like, Hey, do you want to do a show this weekend? Do you want a show? Okay, cool. Meet me there at seven 30. And that was it. And then I'd maybe I'd make like a group text thread. Um, but like. Uh, everything else, uh, um, I realized like as like it, I, I figured that I could get it done that way. Yeah, but you need fucking organization. You need you know like, like yeah. there's tons of stuff that you don't know like that people don't think about all the behind the scenes, stuff. all the behind the scenes stuff. And so I brought Spencer Cavins on, and uh, that was back in September of last year. Yeah. Um, and then uh, since then we've had forty, was it forty two shows? Thirty eight have been sold out. In Dang, bro, dude, it's just is that barrel and amps? It's barrels and amps, yeah, dude. Oh dude, my it's gosh. been it's just been packed. Like, by the way, I'm, I'm sure you have a lot of Georgetown listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, it's at barrels and amps every Thursday at eight o'clock. Uh, we're bringing in like literally, you have no idea who's going to show up. Like, yeah. we have special guests drop in all the time. Tony Hinchcliffe dropped in, uh, Jamar Neighbors, uh, Rocky <laughs> Dale Davis, um, uh, uh, Jerry Garcia from Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a Netflix special. He dropped in. Um, so we, and then besides that, just local, like literally these are guys that we hang out in comedy clubs every night. Right. And so we see somebody that has a funny set and we're like, Hey man, do you want to come out? You know? And so we get people from LA, Louisiana, like New York, like fucking everywhere, all All the up and coming people that, you know, that's legit want a spot. They just want a spot. They just want a spot. And, uh, everybody does, uh, everybody does 10 minutes. So usually we get about seven or eight comedians. The show is an hour and a half. Uh, I open up the show, or Spencer opens up the show, and um, uh, we just go back and forth and uh, pick who our favorites are. So essentially, when you come to a show, you're seeing who we think are the next big up and coming guys. Oh, so, cool! Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Spencer Cavins uh, 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 helped me. He took over um, like the, uh, the logistics side, the logistics side yeah. of it, and yeah. he hates it, and he'll hate that I'm <laughs> saying that. Cause he's like, it's also your job too, Dean. And I'm like, nah, nah, that shit's here. <laughs> it's also, we share this position. Dude, he gets mad at me so many, so, so often, man. That's so funny, bro. Like I'll, uh, I'm such like a, like wild brained, like I got crazy ideas and you yeah. know, like I, I, I attribute it to be, to like, you know, being an artist, you know, like there's the right again, like I, I say stuff sometimes and I can just imagine my grandpa behind me just with a finger, just about to flick me <laughs> <laughs> saying some hippie shit. Um, but really, man, like artists, like you, you know, you, uh, uh, I think everybody has their talents. And when you try to, you can learn other things, Yeah. but like being good at what you, oh shit. Yeah. you know, you should do yeah. is a completely different thing. Man. Yeah, bro. It's so like, 
That's so true, and I 100% agree with that because yeah. I try to do, I have, dude, if you look at my room, I have a guitar, I have a piano, I like, I have a MIDI keyboard over there. I try to learn how to make beats. Yeah. I get like a quarter, not even a quarter of the way like knowledgeable on these subjects, and then I'm like, man, I'm just not, I just don't have it. <laughs> but I like love it. It's fun. Yeah, man. Love being like, around it. I'm like, yeah, I'm never going to be like a professional in this. And then I'm like, I'll put it dude, away. You don't know it. until. My mom was getting on, or my uh, um, my stepmom and my dad were getting on to my little brother because he would like pick something up and then put it down, pick yeah. something up and then put it down. They're like, you just got to stick to something. I'm like, man, I don't know if that's true, you know? Yeah. Like when he'll stick to something when he, when he finds whatever right. it is that he likes, you know? Exactly. I think that that's healthy, man. Like making your brain work. You don't know mm -hmm. if you're going to be a good guitarist or a good stand-up comedian mm -hmm. until you just fucking do it. Yeah, no, I agree. And if you're not in love with it, fucking drop it and go to something else. Yeah, bro, you know? I agree. This is like the most consistent I've ever been with anything in my life, this little podcast I got going yeah. on. It's so fun, bro. I love talking to people like you. Like, we've never met before. No, dude. We like, And it's, so that that is strange. And there's there's a certain, like, uh, uh, awkwardness that comes with uh, the, meeting somebody from the first time and yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. But you're very you're very like open and and uh, and and comfortable to talk to. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, dude. I'm like I'm. This one isn't even done. I'm looking forward to coming back, man. Dude, yeah, man. Hell yeah. Um, so what, where where are we at on where are we at on time? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's been I think it's been about forty five minutes. Love it, dude. I think I love it. Yeah, I think I have no idea, bro. We're we're getting lost though. That's the way I like it. Hell though. yeah, dude. That's, that's why I don't best. have. That's, Again, that's why I don't have any sort of topics or anything, man. Yeah. It's so weird. Like, have you done a podcast with pre-written questions or anything like oh, that? Oh, they're the worst, dude. They're the absolute worst. Yeah. Uh, now, I know um, usually when people tell me, like, they'll send me, like, a... Uh, like a little script? Yeah, like a script. Yeah. Like, here's what we're going to talk about. And I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, I'll, t I'll, like, take the questions, and I'll, like, think about what I'm going to say, and then... But I never write anything down, and I yeah. don't take notes with me. Smart. You know? Yeah. So, so... Like I try to like over because it's the other person's podcast. So you can't like disrespect them and be like, "Hey, I know that this is what you want to do, but right. I don't want to do that shit." You know, mm -hmm. you can't do that. Yeah. So, but I try to like uh, think about uh, think about what I would like to say, and then when they're reading off their notes, just try to be like, you know, like, "Hey, man, let's just talk." Mm -hmm. You know, and like try organic. To, yeah, yeah. Try to get them to be more more organic and out there. Uh, and then, uh, but it seems like anytime people just like put the papers away and then just talk, like you might, you might not get more of a, uh, a more uniformed or what you actually want to know. Yeah. But sometimes you get, you know, stuff that you didn't even think you were going to talk exactly. about, like old stories that you, you know, mm -hmm. just popped into your head, like Zach and them. Exactly. Like if exactly. we had a script deal, I doubt we would have ever, you no, know, like never. even come to known that. Yeah, you know? exactly, man. And then it's like talking about that little blonde headed fuck. I know, dude. Zach. Oh my gosh, dude. How was he in high school, bro? He um, must have been. Dude, he was a golfer in high school. Dude, I know. So we were talking. So we actually got caught in a win uh, in a snowstorm over there. <laughs> so it got. It, so we were staying. I think it was close to. Uh, it was close to the Caddo Lake, okay. and uh, you could either stay in town. Uh, so we were staying in town the first time, and we came back. My dad and I, uh, and. Uh, it was. They were like, uh, "Hey, you can either pay, you know, the hundred and fifty, or you can just stay with us in the the cabin." Mm. And I was like, "Oh shit, y'all have a cabin?" And by cabin, they meant they somehow managed to drag a trailer, like a like a like a single wide up this oh, mountain. Geez. I have no idea how they got it up there. Legit, <laughs> they don't even know how they got it up there. Um, and they uh, they got power to it and water, uh, and it was just like this tiny, shitty <laughs> single wide cabin. 
and uh, and we're like, fuck yeah, we'll throw in here. We're yeah. having a good time. And then it uh, it got cold, and it was my so I gave my dad one of the bedrooms, and this guy named Hunter that he they were working for uh, stayed in the other bedroom, and then it was just me and Zach and Tristan, just like shivering oh, in, the, in the in the uh, <laughs> in the in uh, the in the living room, and uh, uh, yeah, Tr- Tristan Tristan was on the I think it was Tristan or Zach was on the bed, and um, uh, yeah, we were just sitting up there, and they had this like heater, uh, this like one little. Um, what do you call those space eaters? Little space eater. Yeah, it's yeah, a little yeah. space eater. And we put it between the 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 couch and the the little air mattress they had. And like we I woke up and Zach's like standing over just like uh just in his underwear, just like sitting <laughs> above <laughs> just like sitting above the deal. Um we made gumbo. It was oh, a fucking wow. it was a fucking weekend, man. Dude, that's cool. Hell man. yeah. Those guys uh um those guys are awesome, man. Cool guys, man. Going out there just yeah. like stomping through like there was ice where we were duck hunting wow. and they had to like go out there and stomp dude i've never seen more attitude on a person or a dog than zach and his uh his little black dog yeah his little black lab he has i cannot remember her name shiner uh shiner oh shiner. that's it shiner that's yeah it, dude. so him and shiner and they're out there just like stomping and tristan's like stomp stomp the ice and get back stomp the ice and get back and zach's like shut the up, Tristan. <laughs> he's just out there just holding it he's just stomping back and forth like this and shiner's just swimming around him <laughs> That's hilarious, bro. Dude, it was fucking great, man. Those guys are crazy. Those guys are crazy. Yeah, bro, they're clowns, man. Oh yeah, they're 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 a good duo, man. Oh, they're great duo. <laughs> they're man. hilarious. Really good dudes, man. Really good dudes. I know they said they drink on the job, and they do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking that back. Yeah. <laughs> I've already said it. You know, I've already said it. No, no, no. They uh they don't drink until they're done with their job. Sometimes right before. <laughs> I was thinking depends about, on, dude, I can see Zach now just like, shut up, motherfucker. It, it depends on who the who the person is that they're guiding, but. Yeah, yeah for sure, dude. They're not, no, uh, that's, they don't drink, and, and especially, there's another thing that I respect about them is they don't, uh, they don't hunt while you hunt. Mm. There's a lot of guides, they'll, they'll go over and, and they'll shoot while you shoot, you know, and then uh, they don't, they, they sit back and they just sit back and call and uh, send cool. their dogs out and work them, so, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, bro, that, that kind of goes back to that, um, what you were saying about being authentic on stage, like yeah. talking about being authentic here in the podcast. It's like, you could tell, like, I don't know, you probably listen to podcasts, I assume, but like, you, oh, can, yeah, you can always tell when, when they're like, not themselves or when yeah. it's, or even a, obviously stand up, but it's like, you could, the energy's not there and you're like, oh, that's weird. That I'm not going to listen to this. Yeah, yeah, something's off. That's the whole, that's the that's the format. I'm glad it's working, man, because then. Yeah. And you just get better and better the more <laughs> yeah. you go. I'm sure, like, mm. I'm sure it's the same thing with stand-up. Mm. But you'll go back, I'm sure we'll go back and uh, listen to this episode like six months later oh. and just be like, oh, Gross. no. Like, oh, that's so terrible, <laughs> yeah. you know? Oh, hell yeah. But, um, and it's usually it is better when you uh, when you know the person, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, like I said, uh, as I was thinking about it on the way over here, I was like, man, I wish we'd have gotten like coffee before. Yeah, you know? I thought about that. A yeah. reason why I don't like, but the, it's not. It's like, not. I mean, truly, man, it, it's it's been. Uh, uh, I mean, it's not over. But um, <laughs> while we've been hanging out, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun, man. Pretty, it's easy pretty to natural, talk to. right? Yeah, yeah, pretty natural. Pretty yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, man. I so I thought about that, like, because I've had a couple guests on that I don't really know, and. Like, should I get coffee with them? But then I'm like, it kind of takes the the authenticity out of the the conversation, the original conversation, because we now don't know each other. About all the crap. Yeah, like oh. we and like we're, now we we talking like we, we're literally drinking coffee, but like we're talking like we're drinking coffee without a camera and a microphone in front of us. Yeah. So it's like that's that's the best way to do it, I think. For sure. And if you can forget the camera, and that's the hardest mm-hmm. part about podcasting is forgetting the cameras yeah. there. 
Because also, like, I mean, even me slipping up and, you know, like, talking about Zach and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like, it, you think about it, and you, as much as people say, you know, you're different in front of the camera, like, you you have to think about it a little bit, you know? Yeah. And so, or, you, or it's hard to just completely get it out of your head. Yeah, of course. But once you do, man, it's like... Oh, it's a blast, man. Yeah, that's it. Like some and of it's the best, just some like, of the best podcasts. Just are, like stand-up, bro. It's just like that, doing it a couple times, couple couple times, and then that adds up, and then you get way better, like you said, and it's just... That or not knowing... Uh, so it does attribute to stand-up a little bit, because we started locking people's phones up. Oh, that's so at smart. At shows, at, the, at, at every comedy club, and I'm pretty sure this is going to be nationwide soon. Good. Because Rogan's really pushing for it. But yeah, they get these little... Uh, gray bags and it locks yeah and you take it with you so we don't hold your phone but you take it with you and you go in there if you want to unlock you got to go to the front door you can go outside talk on the phone do whatever you need to do um but if you're going to be sitting down at the comedy club people lock their phones up and it sucks that we have to treat people like third graders you know but yeah it makes you feel so much more comfortable oh, like i go good. on stage and i'm like oh i can say anything yeah you know oh, like that's and, cool. and if we're all together in it you know like um there's certain things that just like if you see somebody like holding their phone up, you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Well, you're gonna take this out of context. Yeah. So yeah. you gotta think about because we're saying outrageous, like, stuff. outrageous shit. Because the yeah. funniest stuff is stuff you're not supposed to say. <laughs> yeah. You know, 100. percent so, Yeah. If you can get away with that, like it's it would be everybody knows we're joking. You know, yeah. it's like your friends are like, hey, everybody, you know that I'm not a horrible human being, mm-hmm. but also. Like, like when people, I don't want my grandma hearing my abortion. Right. Joke, you know, right. like, and yeah. I, <laughs> I, did, I did. So I'm a happy go lucky comedian. I don't want, I don't like doing dark material, but that's the shit that makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like I get the it. Worst shit, dude. And so I don't, I write a few, but I never tell them on stage. Like I yeah. don't, I just, it's not, uh, it's, it's not my vein of comedy. Right. Cause I've got a, a real good friend of mine, Adam Lucky. I was on a show, uh, uh, this Saturday, bro. Yeah, I've seen Adam. Look, he's got long hair, glasses. Yes, yeah, dude, bro. That he's dude hilarious. is fucking dark. He's hilarious, though. Okay, man. so I'll tell you a story about this guy. So we walked up, and one of the first times, uh, so we, I knew him. He moved from uh, Tacoma uh, during the pandemic. So yeah. we were hanging out, and then Chris Reese and John Rice are uh, were his friends back home. Yeah, he convinced them to move here. Uh, but I'm, I knew him for probably like six months prior and he like became a part of our friend group. We saw a penis together. Like it was fucking, we're outside <laughs> Y'all are brothers of, uh, now. <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay. So that's a fucking another great one. So we're standing outside the lucky duck, by the way, anybody that wants to, uh, it's the best, uh, besides Wednesdays, uh, whiskey Wednesdays with Dean Allen Stanfield. Uh, it is, <laughs> it's the best open mic in town, uh, is at the lucky duck on Wednesdays. So okay. it's a late night mic. It goes from eight till two in the morning. Dang. You don't know who's going to show up. This place is fucking wild. The Lucky Duck. Where, the this is Lucky in Austin? Duck in Austin. Okay. Yeah, on All 6th right. Street. And it is, during the pandemic, it was this hub of just every single comedian in the state of Texas was driving up. There would be 80 comedians in one night. Damn. And we would all do four-minute sets, and you didn't know. There was ups and downs, and it was fucking exhausting. Yeah. And people were saying crazy shit. Like we were just getting away. Like we all thought we were going to die. So <laughs> fuck it. Let's say some crazy shit. And so we would go out there and then, and then, so there's an apartment complex right across and it's just like right there. Yeah. So the second floor, there was a dude that was him and his girlfriend were fucking right. Oh no. They were way. getting after it and they, they had the blinds open. I don't know if they knew or not. Oh, they and probably so did. Yeah. They, they probably Maybe did. so. Yeah. And so, uh, 
somebody caught him. And so just like, we're doing stand-up comedy. And then also we're watching a porn. <laughs> <laughs> this dude's blowing this poor lady's back out. <laughs> and we're just cheering him on. And he, and he, you know, he looks over from the couch. He sees everybody and he like stops. And then he's like, hell yeah. Oh, that's dude. hilarious. Dude, we're all together in it. And so, uh, so that goes on and they, they she, she finds out and she goes over and pulls the blinds and I think, or he does, I can't remember which one they pull the blinds. So we're all like, Oh no. <laughs> and so, uh, um, then like 30 minutes later, the dude comes back <laughs> and he opens the blinds and he's just standing there butt naked. <laughs> That's hilarious. So as a group, we get together and we like, like it's a concert. We're just like, whoa! <laughs> the dude's doing a helicopter. Uh. <laughs> and I look over at Adam Lucky and I, I look at him and like, we're in this together. <laughs> and I fucking give him a kiss. And then we fucking, we're like just joining arms, bonding over this penis, right? Dude, there's, oh my gosh. It was a, it was an, this I'm just, that's, that's the vibe of this place, yeah. right? This place is absolute insanity. Um, and so, uh, Adam Lucky and I, uh, uh, I'd not met Chris or, uh, uh, Chris Reese or John Rice yet. Right. So, I, so it was like a week, uh, the week they moved there, uh, Adam Lucky came up to me and he was sitting there and this is like an example of, uh, the fucked up shit we tell each other, like mm-hmm. just to make each other laugh. Cause we're always hearing crazy shit. Yeah. So if he, to get me to laugh, he's got to say something insane. Yeah, outrageous. And so he walks up and he, he goes, uh, hey, Dean, have you met uh, Chris? And I was like, oh, no. Uh, you know, hey, man, how's it going? It's nice to meet you. And Adam would go, uh, Adam was like, uh, hey, wouldn't it be hilarious if we both just raped Chris? <laughs> <laughs> and Chris was like, why would that be funny? <laughs> and then Adam was like, just imagine Dean and I just like grabbing all your fat rolls <laughs> and making your butthole hurt. <laughs> Dude, I saw, I saw, what? you know, so you know Brandon at Big Laugh Comedy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brandon Lewin. So, yeah, Brandon yeah, yeah, Lewin. Yeah, Shout yeah. out to Brandon. That's my boy, dude. I uh, yeah. I did a video for them. At, hey, Brandon, book your boy. <laughs> yeah, book him, man. <laughs> uh, I did a, I did a video for them at, at the Vulcan and. Oh, nice. Yeah, bro. So I got to do like, I got to see like Joe Rogan. I got to see the Death Squad perform. I got to see Hell a bunch yeah. of, bunch of different cats, like <laughs> legends, like Ron White popped in. It was cool, bro. Dude. It was dope. And then um, Adam was like. What was it? It had to have been a Death Squad show, and he was like mm-hmm. one of the one of the openers for the Death Squad. He's hilarious, bro. He's cracking everybody up, dude. And he's he... so chill on the stage. He was like <laughs> super chill, yeah. And just had some like some killer jokes, and he was killing oh, the crowd. He was awesome, man. Dude, Adam Lucky during the pandemic, uh, I would say top three comedians. Um, why am I even outing myself? <laughs> I'm just gonna bunch of piss a bunch of people off for no damn reason. Matt Boyd, Adam Lucky. And these are just personal, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, personal favorites, and uh, um, uh, and Gabe Davis, okay, probably three of the and dude, they're just like they were guys that moved here that had already been doing it for like three or four years, some of them five, mm. um, and then moved here during the pandemic. Besides Gabe, Gabe was here prior, but um, they just like I don't know how they were doing it. They're respected, you know, like in Tacoma or uh, Matt's from uh, Nashville. How they were doing before, yeah. But I remember just like seeing these guys for the first time and being like, fuck, dude. Like, these guys are good. Yeah. You know, like Adam, and the way Adam can like tiptoe the line of what is like on the cusp of being funny. Yeah. And the cusp of being like, fuck, I can't believe he said that, <laughs> dude. Like, yeah. 
oh, it's 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 professional, man. That's, That's why awesome. I don't do it. Is because like I was on his show on on uh, on Saturday, and so I was sitting there like I don't have any dark jokes because mm-hmm. when I say them, um, I can't keep a straight face. Like he can keep a straight. I yeah. can't. I can't. Like I was telling this. Uh, which I don't do. Uh, sorry, mom. Uh, <laughs> abortion joke. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I can't. Uh, I just, I, I can't get it out without laughing. You yeah. know, like I want you people to know I'm not being serious because in my mind, I'm like, what if somebody's in the front row that just had an abortion? Right. You yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm making fun of it. You know, and or not making fun of it, but you know, talking about it. And making I'm like, light of the subject. I'm like, yeah. I'm just like, I'm making light of the subject. Exactly. And so. Um, uh, because you don't realize, like, as comedians, like we hang out with each other mm. and we say horrible shit. Yeah, bro. And then we go around normal people, like we, we not, not normal people, but like people that aren't <laughs> stand up comedians. <laughs> and we like, I forget sometimes that people don't like don't, have they the don't same talk sense. like that. They don't talk yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, no, Dude, I get I was, it. Was this weekend uh, on uh, what was it Friday night? Uh, I did some shows and then I was hanging out with my boys, right? Mm. And so I hadn't hung out like with every, all of us together since high school. Like it'd been like since we were like 18 or 19 since we all hung Dang. out. So we'd all hung out with like each other, yeah. you know, like in different ways or maybe in small groups. But as a full group, it hadn't been since high school. And so uh, we were having a great time and laughing and we walked outside the restaurant or walked outside the bar and there was an accident. And it was one of those accidents where it wasn't like, damn, that's cool. It was like somebody died. Oh, yeah. There was body bags and shit. Oh, damn. And so we walked outside, and the first thing that came to my mind was like, damn, like somebody lost their memories out there. (laughs) And so one of the guys was like, do they lose their memories? I think they died. I was like, yeah, no more memories. Nobody left. Oh, that's crazy, oh, bro. Because we're watching people. They're putting body bags over people. There was a, there was still a shadowy figure on the ground yeah. that hadn't been covered yet. <laughs> oh, man. And I'm making fun of it. Dude, I, I, I mean, was like, you got to make light of it. I'm but the I thought same about way, bro. It. Like, I, I can't, even in the, the hardest situations, you got to make light of it. Because like, yeah. for some people, like that's just how you get, like that's how you make the subject light and not like freak out about it, you know? Look, and everybody then, handles shit different ways. Exactly. Why can't I? And people get mad when you make fun of stuff. Yeah, bro. But like, it's this is weird shit. I don't know how to handle it. Like, I'm watching somebody, like I, that 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 person's dead. Yeah, yeah. And you're looking at them, and it's why is it okay for somebody to record? I know. So like, you see people walking around, and they're like, "Oh shit, this accident happened." Like I I said this yeah. about the 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 remember that pileup that happened uh, during the winter storm. Yep. Yep. I said, uh, so obviously, uh, I think when comedians see messed up stuff happen, they're like, fuck, how long can I hold off before I make a yeah. joke? You know, yeah. like, <laughs> I got, this is, and it's messed up and you don't want to do it. Normally, I just, I, I, I make them myself mm-hmm. and then I archive them mm-hmm. and then I don't tell shit to anybody. Yeah. Because it's like, with, with stuff like head. that, you just got to get out of your head. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, so I didn't tell that joke, but uh, if I had, people would have been, you know, like I, I couldn't even imagine what a mother or a uh, or a, a son would um, would think, like how that would affect them. Right, if, right. You know, that was their mother that mm. died, and they're and they're. You know, I'm making a joke about it, so that's what kept me from doing the joke. But somebody that recorded, like fucking, what are you doing, man? Like if yeah. I found out that my sister died, like if I was watching that video and being like, damn, that sucks. Like, man, my sister's on that road, and then I see a charger get you know crushed like a tin can by an 18 wheeler if that's how i found out my sister died be pissed bro i'm coming like facebook 
Yeah. That shows you where you live. I don't know where you're at in Dallas, Texas, but I'm driving around until I find you. Like if you if if, yeah. if you fit and you're sitting there like, damn, that sucks. Oh, that car got crushed. Right. Like that car didn't get crushed. That person just died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's I how agree. they find out that you're oh Bro. Yeah. No, I agree, bro. But that's okay. But you can you can post videos like that, mm-hmm. you know, like so what are we doing, man? I know, this bro. This place is crazy. That's why this I'm, is fucking crazy. That's why I'm glad they have those yonder bags or whatever they're called at the Yeah, at that's the what it is. Yeah, yonder. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I think everybody the freedom of speech is weird because mm-hmm. there's certain times that it's not like what well, was fucking Tony DeBoggle. I'm not talking about it. we're not talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Um that that subject has been, you know, talked about so much by everybody comedians but truly man that's one of the reasons uh that that we have them is because if if you record something and take it out of context like i'm I'm not really i'm a controversial comedian like i talk about controversial shit so if you cut some of my lines out like just words you know and like recording like because when i record sets what i do is i just uh i just chop them up into minute clips Mm -hmm. and then i release them Right? Yeah, onto onto YouTube, uh, YouTube or Instagram, really Instagram more now. Um, but there's sometimes where uh, like I'm terrible at editing, and yeah. so uh, I've got a guy do it for me. But before that, I would just chop it up literally into just minute long clips. That's mm-hmm. how, however long it goes. I would chop them up into minute clips, and then I'd watch them, and I'd be like, "Oh, that one's good," or you know, I need to adjust this one. I watched one one time where I was talking about. Um, Puerto Rican saying the N word, right? Mm. And how I don't think they should. And so uh, the bit is, it, it's got like a 30 second silence that it's like building up and building up yeah. and building up. And then when I tell the punchline, it's a misdirect and it's funny. But that 30 seconds of build, <laughs> it's not it's not worth putting it online, you know? Yeah. Like it just, you're like, where is he going with this? <laughs> like, oh, easy, Whitey. Easy. <laughs> and then and then when I do the, when I drop the punchline, it's like, oh, okay, okay, that's, you know, thank God he was going that direction. Um, but it's, if you had to sit there and watch that for 30 seconds on Instagram, yeah, you'd be like, dude, fuck this dude. You'd get 10 seconds in and they'd be like, <laughs> I'm fucking canceling this motherfucker. Right. And so, but at a comedy club, you have to stop and you have to like, where is he going? You're like, you're like figuring it out, you know? And so it's, it's okay. And especially once I tell the punchline, that's why I hate when people cut you off. Like I had a lady a couple weeks ago, just say no. She said no, like 13 times. Like I was doing a joke and she was like, no, I was like, no, what are you talking about? Like, what what does that even mean? Yeah. And she was like, you can't talk about that. I was like, what the fuck did you just say? I was like, ma'am, I wanted to have a good set. I wanted to come up here and make people laugh. Now I got to talk to you? Like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's annoying. Dude, it's it's like uh, people, the, the entitlement, man. Like, and even at that, like, you paid $20 to come see a show, mm-hmm. okay? If you don't want to enjoy it, shut up. Yeah. Because there's fucking 150 people here or 100 people here that also paid $200, yeah. paid $20 a ticket. Like, if you don't like it, how it should be is everybody should have the ability to say anything they want on stage without interruption, Mm -hmm. right? Or without people chiming in or it's not a fucking conversation. Um, And so after that, like what I say at my mic is you're allowed to say anything. I don't care whatever word, whatever uh, deal you want to. But as soon as you take a step off this stage, it's on you, brother. Yeah. (laughs) You know, if you want to take a risk, there's some white guys out there 
that are like, uh, oh, I think it'd be edge, you know, like they want to be edge lords. Yeah. And they want to say the N word. Oh yeah. That's and crazy. it's like, hey man, if you wanna if you wanna try it, people, because th- there's a lot of places that'll ban you for it. Right? Yeah. And for me. Uh, I made uh, an announcement where I was like, look, if it was going around for a little while and of course I've got this haircut and you know, the, you know I'm from Texas and so people automatically think racist and so and I was like, uh, I'm not banning people for saying a word. I don't matter what word it is. Yeah. You know? And I was like, because uh, first of all, I think that's a good way to get people to stop saying that word. Yeah. As if they say that <laughs> they word. Lesson. And then a bunch of, you just eight giant black dudes beat the fuck out of you. <laughs> You're going to stop saying that word. Yeah. And so uh, expose them. If you think somebody, I mean, is, is you know, a racist, it's better get that person out in the front. Yeah. Out in the front, let's, let's talk about it. Let's agree to it. And then fucking, that's why I say, look, hey, I'm not going to let anybody touch you on this stage. You know, like yeah. I, I, if you say whatever you want to, I'm not going to perjure your thoughts, you know, you, you say what you want and you get so much better material out of that. Yeah. You know, but, and I'm, I'll be completely honest with you. As soon as you step off that stage, if they're like beating your ass and curb stomping you, I'm going to be like, Oh shit. <laughs> He's getting the fuck beat out of it. That's why you don't say that word. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's so, a cool perspective. man. Yeah. And so people, a lot of, you know, it didn't, it didn't happen for very long, but a few people were mad that, uh, that I said that. Yeah. But I was like, look, man, I, I, I don't know how to deal with this, but I'm going to deal with it the way that I know how. Right. And you know, let's, let's just go. And then it, it lasted for like three weeks. Everybody said it. Not everybody said it, but the people that wanted to say it, said it realized why it's not, funny. Uh, why it's not funny. Yeah. You know? And, uh, well, I mean, there was two people that made it funny. Yeah. I, I mean, as long as dude, anything can be funny. I if agree. You, if I agree. You, if you you know make it the problem with yeah. saying any of those words like any racial slur is it just brings a negativity into the room man. yeah and that's not what we're here to do we're mm-hmm. here to bring you know positivity and you know make people laugh yeah and so it's funny to say crazy wild shit but there's certain words that you just can't ignore they do they bring a bad energy into the room mm-hmm. and so why why would you do that yeah you know unless you can make it funny and if you can make it funny like oh, if you want to risk it yeah that's, I can, a, that's a big risk yeah do what you want to, man. That's I, that's a very interesting perspective, man. Because I like how you don't bar people by by any means, and no. then and then afterwards, it's kind of up to them what happens. Like if, yeah, that's cool. That's cool because then it's like play at your own risk, man. It's yeah, because like, you're not going to find out. You, I think, I think in order to do like to do stand up well, you have to feel like you can say whatever you want. You know, I, I would like agree you have to, to that. feel yeah. like. At no point will you will somebody fucking stand up and shoot you or mm-hmm. you know or cancel you uh, or call you a you know a bigot. Um, that's why I just stay away from the crazy shit. Yeah, you know? like I mean, I, okay, I don't stay away from the crazy shit. I say I say stuff, but I don't like like I don't like doing rape jokes. Yeah, I don't like I don't like doing abortion jokes. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like saying I like more talking about. Like I've got a strange vein of comedy. Like right now, I'm trying to think. Pre-pandemic, I was the only redneck comedian in Austin. <laughs> uh, during the pandemic, still I think the only redneck comedian. Um, now, I bet there's like one or two, kind of. Yeah. Um, but besides that, like it, a lot of people don't have my perspective of things, you know. Yeah. So like I like uh, just talking about half the time it's just talking about stories and people mm-hmm. are like, holy shit, you know, uh, or, um, 
uh, right. I've been talking a lot about race recently. Um, and uh, race and women, mm-hmm. I think, are the two like topic bits that I have. <laughs> I just have a page called women, and I have a page called <laughs> race. Race, um, but like people talking about the, like this haircut, like I, th- like just genuine things that happen, like how crazy this world is. Like a guy came up to me, a bald guy. Yeah. Like I'm not doing a, this is a bit that I have. I fucking hate it when comics do bits. I was about to start one, and then I was like, I fucking hate it. Like, like I know that joke, motherfucker. Yeah. You're just trying to be funny, but no. So just for an example, like uh, I talked, like a bald guy came up and he was like, uh, um, like you need to cut that racist haircut. Like telling me about this. It was a long conversation, but essentially it got to the point. He was a little drunk. He was on Sixth Street, but he was telling me like how systemic racism is is like in this haircut. Oh, that's weird. And he was like, he was like, yeah, haircut represents racism and the Confederate flag and all that shit. I was like, dude, it's cool hair. And I was like, and first, like, and I was thinking about, it, I was like, dude, you have the most racist haircut. <laughs> <laughs> no hair is the racist. I was like, you need to watch American History X again, man, because you need to go buy a goddamn wig if you think that. Like, how about you just? Like, that's good, it, bro. It comes from hate, you yeah, know? That's like, good. yeah, yeah. And so I, I, mean, I, I, I said that, and I started like writing on that. Like, uh, that's so dope. Like it, it's, it's insane how people just assume they know something Yeah, and they just go off of it. Like with no, mm-hmm. you don't talk to somebody. He just walked up out of nowhere and said that this haircut's racist. I'm like, oh, you go fuck yourself. That's how, that's, that's, not how, that's how it seems the world is going right now, especially on like social media, especially with, uh, like you have no even chance of knowing what somebody's past is or what they've been through. And you yes. just, you see like words on a screen and you assume, you know, it's. Or, and you can be a nobody. Yeah. You can be a nobody that's done n- nothing with your life besides sit in a fucking basement mm. and uh, and just be mad and go through somebody's <laughs> post and be like, yeah, this guy's racist. Right. I don't know how they sound, but that's how they sound in my head. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have people comment on <laughs> shit and I'm like, I, I what is it? There was, there was one that uh, got a little traction uh, and it was... Um, uh, the church's chicken bit I was okay. doing for a while. Yeah, yeah. And I say, uh, I love church's chicken because, uh, it's the, um, it's the best place to have a black lady call you baby. Yeah. You I know? saw that. I saw yeah, that yeah, on your yeah. IG. And so, uh, that that's one good. of my favorite jokes, man. Cause <laughs> it's like, what is, there's no better heartwarming feeling than having a, a Southern, uh, a Southern black lady call you baby. Like it brings serotonin, to your brain that I can only assume cocaine does <laughs> like, dude, just like fucking there's something that just warms my heart. And so, um, uh, I did that bit and somebody like just took it and twisted it and was like, uh, cause it gets us some silence from the audience on the first part. Yeah. But then, you know, like, like talking it through and explaining it, yeah. like people, people, People love that joke because on stage. It's, it's relatable, right? It's people, relatable. People are like, "What? What is he gonna? What is he? Oh, does a black lady cool. call you baby? Like, oh, wait, wait. oh, actually, no, I do like yeah. that. <laughs> like, I don't know why that makes me happy, but it's a, something that does, and nobody's like talked about. And so, um, uh, I had like, I don't know, thirty or forty comments of somebody being like, you know, like, oh, this mullet racist piece of shit. Mm. And I was like, I was like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, I don't. Is it racist? And I was like, it's not. Mm. I was like, man, those people go fuck themselves. Yeah, bro. I'm not taking it down or changing it. You know, like, what, what, what are we doing? Yeah, if you try to, like, off of what two or three people say, if you, you're never going to make everybody happy. Yeah, it's impossible, especially in your line of work, bro. No. Oh, no. Like, you can't Forget worry about it. that. You try to do what you think is best. And, like, even at that, I'm not even like, like, what, what is it, Edgelord, like Adam Lucky or anybody? <laughs> Adam, Lord. dude, you talk about pissing people off. That dude, oh, him and Ryan Joseph. 
I think they're the only two that I've seen like people like stand up around laughing people because there's times when they like fall flat on their face. Like yeah. a comedian says something and it's happened to me <laughs> where you say something and you like mixed up the words and it didn't go well. And now you're like, like if I mess up that one joke about, um, about Puerto Rican saying the N word, if I mess it up, it's just like, I'll just, sometimes I'll just bail. Yeah. Like when I was trying to figure the joke out, I was like trying to, and it's like an awkward 30 seconds. And then I hit the punchline and it's a good misdirect. But if I lose myself somewhere in there, I'm like, Ooh, okay guys, this is getting weird. I was like, I, I was like, I lost my train of thought where I was going with that. Like I have to like stop and like address it, you know? And, uh, I think people appreciate that too. Yeah. The yeah, audience, yeah. Like, and okay. usually you do that at open mics. Like yeah. that's where you say your crazy shit. Right. And then you wait, you know, bring stuff that's just like, like, I don't, I don't go up there and riff very often mm-hmm. unless it's like, cause you can't, uh, anymore. Um, Unless it's like a like a dark mic, op, like a late night open mic, mm-hmm. or like an open mic where nobody's there but comedians. Yeah, and then I'll say some crazy shit and like try stuff out. But normally everything's like you know pretty much written out and 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 done in my head before I go on stage. Um, but uh, fuck, we kind of I lose my train of thought way too much. It's all good, bro. It's, it's that it's that weed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that weed. No, I didn't. I, I smoked early this morning. But um, there's uh, sorry, grandma. Um. Was it? I'll talk about that. Somebody the other day, I was talking about uh, because I'm starting to release more and more and more, and I waited for a long time to start releasing material. Mm -hmm. Um, And somebody was like, "Why don't you release more? Like that set was amazing, you know? Like you you should record that and release it." And um, and I was like, "Ah, my grandma's still alive. (laughs) (laughs) Like it sucks, like waiting for her to die. But uh, uh, I hope I don't make Netflix until she passes." Or at least just gets loopy enough, oh, that's you know. Because yeah. like even like the said, I talk about coming on my girlfriend. I think that like out of the the <laughs> the stuff that I say, that's probably the worst. Yeah, like it made my my mom comes like once every six months to see a show, and then she's like, oh okay, well never, never again, never again, and then she'll forget, and then she'll <laughs> yeah. come, and then every single time she's like, yeah. I'm gonna come to a show, and I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> It's not going to be, <laughs> like, I'll you. tell you, I'm warning you now, I'm warning you now. I don't change my material. Yeah. I'm going to say everything. Like I had one where it was, oh, it was in Georgetown at the palace theater. And, um, it was one of the first like big shows I'd ever done. And, uh, it was a couple years ago and, uh, my stepdad came and, uh, I didn't know he was going to come until like I walked on stage and I looked in the crowd and I saw him. Oh wow. And I was like, fuck. And I started into my jokes. It was going well. And then um, I had to do one about uh, an old lady giving me a blowjob. <laughs> it's one of my favorite bits I used to do. And uh, and in order to do it, like I acted out, mm-hmm. right? It's like an act out bit. And uh, I looked at everybody. So I, I do this thing where I go like, uh, I go for like 10 seconds, like giving her, I was like, <laughs> and so I'm looking into the crowd and I make eye contact with him. And I was like, all right, guys, I got to stop. That's my stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> So if y'all don't laugh at these jokes, I just risked demonstrating an old lady giving me a blowjob <laughs> from my stepdad. You fucking people respect this shit. Just fucking, oh, it was great, man. And I went, so I would do that bit and I would count in my head 10 seconds because that's when it seemed that people laughed the most. Like I, yeah. I did it for three seconds one time and then I did it for six seconds and I did it for 10 seconds and it got the most laughs. And then I did it for 15 seconds and nobody laughed. Yeah. 
Like, so I stopped it. I would stop it at 10. And this time I went and I was like, I'm going to see how long I'm just going to wait till people stop laughing. And I just kept going and going. And it was like 45 seconds. And I was like looking at people like, that's so cool. and people just it's like they get they'd be like a lull and I'd be like alright it's over and I'm like one more and I'd look at somebody like oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they would laugh people would start laughing again it was fucking great oh, that's it was awesome, one of my favorite bro. it was was one of my favorite shows and uh, but like you can like Kerbin material like it seems like I've had times where like um, I saw uh, like an ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. in the crowd or with the worst one, and I fucking hate that this ever happened. Even, but there was a there was a girl that showed up to a show one time that I'd been talking to. Mm-hmm. She just showed up out of random, and so uh, I was thinking in my head, like uh, the whole set. I was like, "What makes? What's gonna make her laugh? You know, like what? Like, cause I'm trying oh, to get yeah. laid, you know." And so <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, "I don't want to say anything too risky, cause you know, like I want to, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get laid." You yeah, know? and so. Uh, <laughs> Just the whole set, and it was not going well. It was, I was fucking bombing, and that was worse. And I stopped, and I was like, "I was like, all right, guys, I want to apologize. Uh, I've been trying to get pussy." <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, what joke can I make to make her laugh so I can get laid? And and I was like, and that's just that shit. That 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 was weird, right? Everybody felt that. Everybody was like, uh. I was like, all right, I'm gonna do real jokes now. All right, uh, so I was banging that girl last night. No. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so I'd wrote a joke and she was okay with it. Um, and I hadn't like finished it, but she had a tattoo of a dove on her side. Yeah. And so I made this joke um, where like when guys pull out, we aim for something. Right. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you get an actual target, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just works out perfect. And I said, the problem was if, 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 if I miss, it makes it look like that dove is taking a shit. <laughs> On her inspirational quote, which is, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Oh, shit. And that's just too on the nose for me. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't. It was a Bible verse that was underneath it. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> so I used to tell the joke. And it turns people off every time. But it was hilarious because it was a true story that happened. You know? Yeah. But uh, uh, when it, I said it was fucked up because I did aim for it, right? And then when it happened, I was like, ah, oh, but it's. Like, if I miss, it's not worth the risk, because if I miss, it makes it look like it's taking a shit on that Bible verse, and I can't have that. (laughs) I love Jesus, you know? And so, uh, (laughs) but it would always turn crowds off, and uh, I told it that way that night, and she laughed, and everybody laughed with her, and I was like, fuck yeah, this joke's going to work. Oh, that's cool. That joke went on to bomb, (laughs) and I gave it so much, like, I wanted so bad for it to work, Yeah, it never... It's just too much. It's too weird. Didn't pan out. Didn't pan out. But for that one night, they worked for that, you know, yeah. like that one show. But now I just switch it to, you know, on the inspirational quote. Yeah, that's it. good. That's but, I love uh, that, bro. I love that how you have to tweak words, even sometimes change the story up a little bit just to, to make people laugh, bro. Because that's, oh, don't that's what let it's the, all about. Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Yeah, right? bro. That was, mm-hmm. my grandpa said that when I was a, when I was a l- small child. Yeah. And I've lived that way, you know, the the rest of my life. Like most oh, of the yeah. stuff, you, it has to be a. It doesn't have to be a true story, but in 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 my mind, the best jokes that I have are all they're they're true. Mm. But you just like ah, you know, add a little flavor in there. Yeah, you know? yeah, just, exactly. You know, you, you go you go by and uh, I want to pull back the fourth wall, uh, but uh, nine times out of well, I, I don't see. I don't know. I, I I was gonna think about this. I don't think I've told a hundred percent true story, mm-hmm. like where everything was true. Yeah. Besides this last one, we were doing a story storytelling competition, 
and I told a story about somebody putting a finger in my butt. Mm-hmm. And it was when I was a, uh, it was when I was in uh, rodeo, and I got stomped, and so I went to go get checked out. And so they they had these ambulances on standby, right? And so I saw the guy by the ambulance, and so I was like, "Hey, man, do you mind checking me out?" And so you know, check me out, medical professional. And then uh, when it came time for the internal bleeding test, yeah, he was like, "We didn't check for internal bleeding. The only way to do that is rectally." And I was like, "All right, he's a medical professional. You know, that makes sense." <laughs> and so he did it, and uh, and everything was fine. I wasn't bleeding, you know. And so uh, I went to the hospital six years later, and I was in a rollover accident, real bad rollover accident. And they were checking me for uh, they were telling me all the things we need to check for. And he said internal bleeding. And he said, uh, and so, uh, um, and he turned around. And so I took that as we're doing the internal bleeding test. Yeah. I pulled my pants down and he turns around. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. Hey, you know, like, why is what the fuck? Like, what's, what's going on back there? You yeah. know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't I'm arms that. down. Yeah. I can't see what's going on back <laughs> there, dude. Don't fucking start with that. And so uh, he was like, you're naked. I was like, yeah, for the internal bleeding test, the, you know, it's rectally, you know? And he was like, dude, we haven't done that in 40 years. It's <laughs> like, we got x-rays and shit, man. Like, pull your pants up. And I was like, fuck. Was that just some regular dude hanging outside of a fucking ambulance? Just some guy waiting for somebody to get stomped on. Dude, and then just sticking fingers up your butt for no reason. <laughs> fucking sick, twisted bastard. That's got crazy, me. bro. <laughs> so that is, that was like a, it was a 100% true story, man. Like yeah. every, I, I, I just thought about it. And they were like, tell us a crazy story. And so, um, uh, and I remember back in the, like, I used to tell that, uh, like just hanging out with friends and mm-hmm. shit. They're like, Dean, tell us about the story of the, uh, or just tell us a crazy, crazy story. I'm like, ah, oh, you want to hear some crazy shit? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking kids today. Get a finger <laughs> up your butt. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, man. You can't, I mean, I'd, I'd say most of the stories you hear are exaggerated <clears throat> a little bit, you know, yeah, most stand up comics, but. Because if all that shit happened, that's insane. Well, like, well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, how are you walking around still, you know, uh, uh, a put-together person? Right. I mean, none of us are. I think comedians especially. Um, like, uh, the stand-up comedy makes you, like, turns you into a comedian, mm-hmm. you know? Um, like, when you're in the beginning, you're like a regular normal person. Yeah. Like, it, like it, we all have, like, a, there's something twisted or weird about us, uh, but... I remember like sitting at open mics and not knowing anybody and then just sitting there listening to the stories that they're telling each other or shit that they say. And even at that, I'm like, fuck, that's fucking dark, dude. <laughs> like telling people to, oh man, there's, there's a weird, like, um, I'm, I'm bad about it. Uh, but at open mics when it's just comedians, mm. like there's this weird, uh, thing that some comedians do that like people don't realize like uh at most of the open mics if you've never been to an open mic have you ever been to an open mic no okay cool so that's where we try our shit out yeah and so there's no way we can make the jokes on stage work unless we go to these open mics mm-hmm. and so there's like i think i've got like three tonight and so i'm gonna go hit three different open mics uh try out a bunch of new jokes and then um get ready for my show on tuesday uh and if those jokes work, I'll pepper them into my set. And if they don't work, then I got to go back to my old set mm-hmm. that I've been working on. Not old set, but the set that I've been working on. Um, but a lot of times you'll go and there's no audience members. Right. So you're just talking to comedians. Yeah. 
And so the problem with that is everybody's sitting there thinking about their own stuff. They're not paying attention to you or they've already heard all your shitty jokes. Yeah. So a lot of comedians go up there and they're like, anyway, so I was at the mall the other day. Right. And so anytime somebody does that and I know that it's a hundred percent comedians in the room, Oh, I'll fucking, I'll heckle the shit out of them. I'll be like, oh, were you at the mall? Huh? Were you at the mall? <laughs> oh, oh, tell us about how you were at the mall. <laughs> fucking, I, I'm not going to say that word. I stopped using the F word. We'll talk about that for oh, a second. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stopped using the F word. Uh, um, it is one of the, uh, it's pride month, right? Yep, it is pride month. It is pride month. So I stopped saying the F word. Um, I used to say it a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, I mean, it used to be a thing that wasn't an issue. Dude. I remember growing up, like, I mean, I'm, a, I'm only 20. So for F word, so if for people that don't know, you can bleep this out if you want to. Faggot is yeah. the F word yeah. that we're talking about. Yeah, so that, that used to be a really common word. Like, Dude, I, we used I remember, to use it all the time. I remember growing it up. Nothing it was, gay. It, yeah, it wasn't. I mean, a, sometimes we'd made it gay. But it wasn't offensive like it, wasn't like offensive. it is now. Yeah. I, I don't know what the origin of the word. I it's Because really it truly is, and I don't, uh, I don't, for anybody that's like, oh, you fucking pussy. Um I don't use it because I don't think uh, it's just not worth it anymore. Yeah. It used to be a fun word. Mm -hmm. I hope we get it back. I hope we get the <laughs> F word back. I hope we get it back. <laughs> For now, I'm just burying these words as they're like like yeah. long lost friends. <laughs> Yeah, okay, long lost like terrible people. Um, on for some of them, but I, there's just some words that you say, like I would use it in my joke. Like I would call people, um, like uh, like uh, I'm just trying to think of the last one. The dude was wearing a donut shirt, right? Mm -hmm. And he was wearing a donut shirt, and I was I was had a bit about terrible friends. Yeah, and I was like, dude, you need to get better friends. <laughs> Like they let you leave the house like that. Like if you let, oh dude, if if you were one of my friends, you'd be like leaving the house. Well, like, hey man, I'm going out for the night. Oh, are you feeling confident in that shirt, man? <laughs> like what the yeah, fuck you are you doing? Something. Yeah, you gotta say something to him, you know? Because uh, and there's like, oh, but it's my fucking style, man. Really, you want to be the donut shirt guy? Yeah, that's something that you want to be in this life. I don't think so, dude. Go put some fucking regular clothes on. And I was like, and that's a hard stance to take as a guy that wears a mullet. Yeah, and Crocs. <laughs> Like, I don't have great, fa like, fashion That's sense. your thing, right? The Crocs? Yeah, the Crocs, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, I would talk, we'll talk about that here in a minute. Remind me about that. Uh, so, uh, um, where was I going with that? I fucking hate losing my train of thought. You, uh. Luckily, there's editing. Talk about the F word. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I guess there's just, like, um, so I, I, I would use it, and people would laugh. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, cool. For, the, like, the last, like, three weeks, I would use it. By the way, I just made this decision like six hours ago. I'm not trying to, <laughs> I'm not trying to like you know, like uh, uh, be, be fancier today. But I was looking through it, and uh, it like sucks the energy out of a room. There's certain mm. words that you say, yeah, and even it, like we're all having a good time, and then you say it, and people are like, <gasps> yeah, and I'm like, okay, you're gasping for this word now, right. fuck, yeah. Did we lose it's, it? I said it on stage. I was like, fuck, did we lose it? Yeah, damn it's a, it. It's a recent thing, man. It's weird because it's like, I, no I hate guarantee my... you, a lot of the people in those rooms are probably think it's a funny word. They probably think it's like, because especially in the atmosphere, they know it's jokes, right? They know yeah. it's like, and that's, I like I said, I don't know the origin of that word. I just know that it used to be used a lot more when I was a kid, like growing yeah. up. Like you would say it to your buddies. Like, like I never, I, I can guarantee you, I never said that word. Okay, maybe not never said that word. I, I Maybe once or twice that I use that word to mean something gay. Yeah. Or or, or or for homosexual right. uh, 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 dude, I bet I'm gonna be the most controversial person you've had on here. People are like, Jesus, he's talking. He said the word faggot like 13 times. <laughs> it's a funny word. I'm it sorry, it's a funny hilarious. word. It sounds hilarious. I mean it to sound nothing gay ever. 
Uh, besides like maybe two or three times. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but it, like what, like there's been comedians that have touched on the subject, but um, like for the world, like what, why, why can't I use it? Mm. You know, like what is it? If you don't have any hate in your heart and you don't mean it to sound anything like mm. I, you need to call, we need to, we need to just, if, if I can't use that word, I need a new word. Mm. Like, what do I use now? You fucking silly, you silly person. <laughs> that's what it means. Yeah. Like, quit, quit being a silly guy. Quit, quit fucking, you're being silly. <laughs> that's dude. like, that's the con, like the intent behind it. Yeah. yeah Every being, time you use it, like with, your, with the buddy or something like yeah. back in the day, it's like, yeah. I mean, you know, I think it knows. came from England or Australia. It's, I thought it was like a cigarette, right? It used and to be a got, cigarette. And then it got twisted to like, yeah, like a, almost a bunch like, of dirty Frenchmen are using, you know, cigarettes. So I think yeah. I started, I, don't, I really know, have no idea what the origin of the yeah. word is. But it yeah, just rolls off the tongue nice, you know? It's a funny word. It's a funny word. I, I it's agree. a funny word. I think it's a funny word. I have, I've got friends of mine that are gay that I, I fucking love, mm-hmm. you know? Like Colton Dowling is a fucking, he's a stand-up comedian there in Austin. And I think he was the one that said, uh, he was like, and also it's hard to respect, like out of comedians, like if you're a comedian and you tell me like, hey, there's no, that, that word is not funny. Mm. Like you can't use that word. I'll be like, oh, well, I'm going to use that word every I'm time I see you. Yeah. <laughs> but he like, literally, he was like, man, I think that word is just, he was like, it's, 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 there's nothing funny about it. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> uh, fuck that phone. Yeah. Uh, no, there's nothing funny about it, and it's hurtful. And uh, and he said not to me, but to other people. Okay. And Makes I was sense. like, I was like, all right, well, that sounds okay. Well, we'll see, we'll see. And then yeah. sure enough, like two, the next like two weeks, every time I'd say it, it like it it would just tank the room. Yeah. And it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it's it. If it's not words. funny anymore, then it's not funny anymore. We yeah. lost it, and you know maybe we'll get it back someday, but maybe so. As long as there's no hate in your heart, I don't understand why you can't say whatever the fuck you want to, man. Yeah. Besides weird thing. some words. I, I think it's more that that attitude that you have is more common in people who understand and who are like okay with that that kind of like dis kind of mentality or that dis friendship. Like where you like have yes. buddies and you talk you just talk shit to them, you know? Yeah. And like you, Dude, you, talking shit is so much fun. Anybody yeah, no. that sits there and doesn't mm-hmm. talk shit to your friends, first of all, I think and I will go back to the stand up. So the, so the open micers. So like there, there's a certain like truth that you can say to it. Mm-hmm. Like if you're doing something wrong, like I'll, I'll, I'll say it about a comedian that was uh, at the show a couple weeks ago. We're at an open mic and uh, I'd already gone up uh, at a, at a, at a, at an open mic, a couple streets down and I didn't make sign up for this one. And so, uh, uh, I was like, ah, you know what? I haven't like sat down and watched an open mic in a long time, so I'm just gonna enjoy it. Yeah, like I'm, we're done for the rest of the night. I'm gonna have a few drinks, get go a little, get a little drunk, and hang out and like watch the you know the open micers. And so when I'm you know I'm still just I'm, I'm just like I'm in the vein of like being an open mic comedian and like uh, I'm I'm at like whatever that next weird step is. And so, um, but a lot of these guys, it's the first time they've ever done stand up. Yeah, so it's like a weird. A lot of people don't like watching it, but I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Because, like, you go up there and you watch people and you, like, see yourself, like, mm. mistakes that you made. Right, right. And so I was sitting there watching and there was a dude, like, sitting down. And he was, like, sitting sitting on the stool and he, like, had the deal up there. He's like, so anyway, man, I was talking about to my friends about this the other day. Don't you think it's crazy how, like, milk comes in a plastic jug? And I was sitting there like, fuck, dude, you're going to hate yourself. <laughs> yeah. 
you're going to drive home for 45, like, however long your drive is, it's going to be a drive of hate. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and he was just like acting like regret. this cool guy. Regret, dude. And so, um, and there was another girl that went up there with like a penis straw. Oh, geez. And she was like, uh, she was like, um, oh, like, uh, oh, uh, sorry, ladies. Uh, is this turning anybody else on? Mm. And I was like, <laughs> and there was another kid that there was somebody else that did something else. Uh, um, oh, he went up there and he was like, um, oh, sorry, guys. I was going to do my set tonight, but I got like super high before the show, you know? And so I was sitting there like, fuck, I want to say something so bad, you know? Like, and, yeah. and so I was like, no, I didn't. I was like, I let it go, let it go, let it go. And then finally the lady was like, hey, there's, there's an extra spot open. Do you want to go up? And I was like, oh, oh, please. Oh, please let me go up. And uh, I went up there and I was like, uh, uh, I was, I did a little bit of my set. I was like, all right, I gotta stop, dude. You gotta stop sitting down. Like I pointed at the guy. I was like, dude, what are you, Big J Okerson? Stand the <laughs> fuck up. It's called stand up, not sit down. Yeah. You little fucking Winnie. Next girl, la- lady with the penis straw. Nobody thinks it's cute. Nobody thinks it's cute. Nobody's gonna respect you. Okay. <laughs> so fucking get the penis straw, throw it out, and talk about your vagina. Like all the other stand up, <laughs> you know, and like, like try something else. Like, like don't die. Ah, I was like, you're, you're, you're going to regret doing it one day. So just stop doing it. Yeah. You know, like if it was always, if it's just a hobby for you and you wanted to come up to say it one time, like, I, I hate it when people do that. I hate it, but I don't. Hate it. Anyway, it's, it's annoying sometimes when people like, uh, no, I get it. It's cause it's your profession. You're doing it and you're like, you have a passion for it. And if yeah. people are trying to just do it for like a bucket list thing, it's like a little, but that's what those are for. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's what that's designed for. But I think the worst one is the guy that smokes weed and then goes on. Like, I mean, I smoke a little weed every once in a while, but, um, when I'm performing, I don't. Mm-hmm. And if I do, you will never know. Yeah. Like, I mean, you might be able to tell, like, eh, his eyes look a little red. That, he, he might be a little high right now, but I'm not telling you about it. Yeah. Because that's the worst. You pay tickets or maybe not. Maybe at the open mics it's not, but you're wasting everybody's time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you, you don't go up there and be like, oh, I'm the cool, like, pot smoking guy, you right. know? Like, like fucking, yeah. what are you doing, man? Get 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 your shit yeah. together. Get the fuck out. And it's, it's probably, obviously, it's probably planned. He probably was like, yeah, I'm going to. I'll probably open up with telling everybody that I'm high and then like, what know. are you doing, man? Like fucking, ah, <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, Weird. it's stressful, but I love there's heckle mics. So we do these heckle mics every once in a while. Oh, that's cool. And uh, I think the Romo room, uh, follow the Romo room on Instagram and you'll be able to find, they just like post like, Hey, this one's going to be a heckle mic. Yeah. Come out this, uh, Thursday at yeah. midnight, whatever, Saturday at midnight. But if you want to see a roast show like this one, for whatever reason, these heckle mics, uh, it's it's basically where the comedian gets four minutes. Mm. He gets a minute of uninterrupted stand up. So you do your whatever bits you have, and then the last three minutes, the crowd gets to say whatever they want to you. Oh, that's cool, bro. Some of the meanest shit I've ever said in my life. Like I love roasting, <laughs> dude, because it's this weird vein of like, like um, you can say it's like a. It's like practice. Yeah. Because I promise I'm going to say way worse than anybody in a crowd will. Mm-hmm. Like I do it for a living, you know? So like I just sit in the shower and I think of mean shit to say to people. <laughs> so like I don't I don't like being mean on stage, but if, you, if you're a heckler and you're like ruining the show. Yeah. And the show's already ruined. So like I'll avoid a heckler as much as I can. Unless it's just like natural in the moment. Uh, if I got somebody that's just like yelling shit out, I'll try to shut them up. Because I got my stuff that I want to say. You know, like yeah. I've, I've got my act. People paid money to come see me. So I want to give them the best show. 
And so if they'll shut up after two or three times, I'll leave it alone. But if they don't, I'm like, all right, dude, if this is it, like, I'm going to say some mean shit. Yeah. And I hope nobody's phones are on because, like, I'm not even – I'm going to regret what I say. But I'm going to say if you want attention, like, I promise you, dude, I, I think about evil shit all day long. <laughs> like, what is the worst thing I can say about this person? And then I just, like, go through it. So – but these heckle mics, man, like, you go up there. Like, I called – there was this one girl that said uh, – now, we might have to edit some of this stuff out, but – um, she said, uh, uh, she's a stand up comedian and the girls, like there's a lot of funny people say there's no funny women comedian. That's not true. Uh, the problem is people, the comedians don't treat girls the same way. Right. And so they get like a false sense of what's funny and what's not funny. Mm-hmm. Cause nobody's, everybody's afraid to talk to them. But for me, I'm like, dude, if you're a comedian, you're a coworker now, like, I'm, I, I I view you as a woman and I view you, you know, like I'm not disrespecting you in any way, but also you're one of the boys now. Yeah. So I'm going to treat you just like one of the boys, yeah. you know, like I'm not diddling one of the boys, you know, like that's, <laughs> another, no, no, that's another thing. Like stand up comedians, like I see them, like they, they'll go and they'll, they'll, you know, like have one night stands with each other. And I'm like, dude, that always ends bad. Right. Yeah. Like, it's hard because there's, like, trauma bonding and all this kind of crazy shit that we're going <laughs> through, bonding, you know, trauma yeah. bonding. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> but uh, I heard somebody say it one time, and I thought it'd be fancy to say it on a podcast, yeah. and now I did. Um, but uh, these comedians that are fucking each other, man, like, what are you doing, man? Like, would you fuck one of Would you fuck me? No. And don't fuck her. <laughs> like, you're co-workers here, you know? Like, if you're one of the boys, like, I'm, I'm going to treat you like it. Yeah. So she was telling this joke about how... She's got off this this diet of uh, penis and something. It was this horrible joke about a diet. And she was like, they were like, all right. And then it was like, right as that one was ending, uh, uh, they were like, uh, okay, now heckling starts. And I was like, go back on that fucking diet. <laughs> bro, <laughs> that's hard, bro. <laughs> and it was just like perfect timing. They were like, all right, heckling starts. I was like, go back on that fucking diet, fatty. <laughs> And then oh, she's bro. also I'm, fucking. I'm not a, that. That's so funny, bro. I'm not kidding. <laughs> so and then funny. she was like, uh, "Do I give a shout out? Mary Catherine is who it is. I think we fixed uh, the the shit because it gets worse. So she, uh, oh, she starts to like tear up a little bit, and I was oh, like, man. "Fuck!" But everybody was laughing at her, and I was like, "Ah, fuck it, it's worth the funny." But I was like, "Listen, you can either get that." Uh, and she handed it like a champion. She fucking that's cool. Just went on to the next thing, and yeah. so so then I was like, "Okay, I know where the line is. Yeah. That was too far." whatever i'm not gonna say i'm sorry for saying it <laughs> but fuck it and so uh um so she keeps going and she starts doing better mm-hmm. so people other people are heckling her they're saying weird shit right, i right. can't remember what they're saying and so um and so she uh, she gets somebody else back mm-hmm. like she roasts somebody else and so she starts getting a little traction and then she's like come on Come on, who else is oh, next? Geez. Who else is next? Come on, you bunch of pussies. And she looks at me and she's like, What, you got nothing else to say? And I was like, Oh, bitch, I already made you cry one time. <laughs> Don't make me do it again. Oh, dear Lord, baby Jesus. And she was like, Come on, you ain't got nothing to say. I was like, All right, you looks like you're fucking that guy right there. Like one of the comedians that's standing next to us because they were fucking, you know, like <laughs> they think that they're like sneaky and like under the table. Yeah. And I was like, It looks like you're fucking that guy right there. <laughs> And then everybody's like, oh, <laughs> shit. And uh, and she was like, yeah. And then she like went on this like, I can't remember what she said. Uh, and it was pretty much over after that. And then she got off. And there's another comic named Mary Helen McCarthy. Mm-hmm. And uh, her this girl's, this girl's name is Mary, Mary Catherine. 
So I knew Mary Helen for like three years. And so in my head, she was coming off stage and I was like, Mary Helen, come give me a hug. You know, like we're all good. She was like, did you just fuck up my name? And I was like, oh no. I was like, I'm so sorry. And she was like, she just like turned around and like walked out. Oh wow. And then my boy Jason, that they're dating. I'm just dropping all kinds of names. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but I love them both, man. I love them both. I I don't, you know, uh, uh, if you, if they're going to do it, if you're going to, uh, date and the stand up like it between us or like between me, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Yeah. Uh, because I strongly do not recommend it. Yeah. And like, they're good friends of mine. I see them and I'm like, ah, oh. I'm like, ah, that could go so bad, you know, but it could go so great. Yeah. You know, it could be like a uh, Tom Segura mm-hmm. and Christina Pazinski. Mm-hmm. Like they're a power couple, you know, right. like there's yeah, tons yeah. of people that figure it out, mm-hmm. but it's like, oh, why would you probably tough? Yeah. Tough Avenue. Yeah. Dean, give your dates, bro. I got to, I got work at like one thirty, So I got <laughs> to get ready. What time is it now? It's like 1230. So I got to get ready to go. Jesus, dude. dude. This has been a fucking killer. I know, dude. It started. Uh, yeah. Uh, it started great, man. Um, so let me see. Dates, dates. Uh, I'm going to post them on my Instagram and then just to save some time. I don't know if you put, what if I'm just pointing at random shit? I think you're just going to point, point at your name right there. Okay. So we pointing at my name right here. Yeah. Follow me on, on Instagram. I'll tag you. I'll, I'll put your, okay, cool, your cool. socials on there. And, uh, that's where I post all my dates. Uh, I yeah. think shows coming up this week. Um, goddamn stuff you need. <laughs> now you threw it. Now you need it. Get rid of these fucking things. Uh, I don't even know. I have, I have my calendar book in the in the deal. I'm at the uh, Creek in the Cave on Wednesday for sure. Okay. Uh, Native Hostel on Wednesday as well. Um, oh, sweet. And then uh, Thursday, I'll be at uh, Barrels and Amps in Georgetown. Okay. We got a oh, really yeah. slamming show this week. No, I won't. I'll be in the Valley. Um, and then I got shows in the Valley this weekend. So Shows in the Valley, uh, baby. Yeah. Um, but uh, any upcoming shows? I don't know. When does this release? Uh, Friday. Oh, Friday. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, after that, we'll, uh, yeah, man, just point them to my Instagram. Yeah, uh, everybody IG. go to my Instagram. I post uh, on my story. I'll post like weekly. And then usually I'll do like one where I've got like my monthly shows, Cool. like where I'm going to be at, where we're going. But anytime go to the Creek in the cave, uh, com. That's got slamming shows going on there. Rogan's there this week. Um, and then, uh, the Romo room always yep. has great shows. Uh, and then, uh, man, come support local comedy, man. There's a lot of good comedians out there that nobody knows about. Yeah. And you should know about them because they're slamming. They're killing it. Uh, give a shout out to uh, the Big Laughs uh, yeah. people. Big Laugh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's call those guys out. Hey, listen. Book Dean Stanfield, okay? <laughs> you need to book him, okay? This Big Laughs. Brandon Lewin. No, no, no. I, um, <laughs> uh, I started working for uh, the Creek in the Cave in the Romo Room. Yeah. And I just like... I never, I never, uh, I never got the time to like go out there and like really uh, uh, figure out the Vulcan or the um, right. that 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 form of the the scene. Uh, but just in the last two or three weeks, I've been going out there and, and supporting them, and they're they're great, man. They've they got good stuff going on. Yeah, always slamming shows, taking care of their comedians. And that's what it's all about, man. Yeah, it so. is, bro. Hell yeah, dude. I've had a blast, man. Bro, appreciate dude, it. Dude, I'm man. glad we warmed up, man. It was well, a great uh, time. We'll have Just you come on again. Coming back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. bro. Well, uh, some, uh, appreciate you coming on, bro. Yeah, dude. Good luck in your shows and okay. go see Dean, man. Check him out. Appreciate bow, 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 it. Bow, 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 bow. Bye, everybody. Bow, 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 bow.